second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 98. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage, an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron. From the vast, misty, rolling hills and snowy Iceland tundras and soon-to-be fuck-you-cold weather. <clears throat> Tonight, we talk about the most important things we've ever talked about or you've heard about in your entire life. Since last week. Since, yes. Thank, thank you, Ron. Now, silence. We are also joined once again by Anonymous Sean, a.k.a. the deranged conspiracy theorist slash priest slash doctor. Welcome back, you scumbag. <laughs> but before we get to all that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as... The floppy bologna sandwich. Some as the Mexican Coke dealer. But his friends and family know him best as the man who fancies rusty trombones. <laughs> Ron? What's going on? Well, I'm just I'm getting back into the studio from band camp. What? <clears throat> From band camp oh, with band the rusty trombone. Do you know what a rusty trombone is? What do you think? I'm going to go with you seem like you're a saint, so no. Do you know what a dirty Sanchez is? I used to. Okay. You don't, I know, do, you don't do those things anymore? I know it's something dirty. I don't, I'm married. I've been with the same woman for a long time. I don't know what any of those things are. Uh, huh. All right, so Likely yes. Story. As Buckley alluded to in his... Awesome intro. <laughs> you don't seem pleased with that intro, Ron. No, it was good. What's your problem? It was fine, but we are headed for an oddity of coldness. What are they calling it? The cold front. Polar. Is that a polar vortex for a couple of days? Is it only going to be like two days? Yeah, a couple maybe of days. three. Yeah. Well, it's already starting to get cold. We already noticed a, a big change in the air today. Well, it's basically just for the weekend. So just when you're allowed, uh, you know, able to do anything fun, really. Right. Well, it's, it's going to be like negative eight, 18. Yeah, it's going to get super cold tonight. I want to say it was 11 degrees when it, no, eight degrees this morning. Or maybe it was eight degrees last night. I don't know. Fucking cold. 
And so Friday, it's going to get super, super cold. They said the coldest that it's been in New Hampshire in years. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm like, they are just hyping this shit up. Yeah, it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. But that's the kind of weather like we used to have all the time. So I don't understand. Just like when they hype up the snowstorms, right? There's always a couple of days that it gets like super fucking cold. I could remember a couple of weeks being well, yeah. super, super cold. Well, like like. Like, no temps out of the single digits for, like, a couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, the real, like, negative-y, negative ones. I'm talking, yeah, I'm talking if it's single digits during the day when the sun's out, it's going to be cold. Like, two, but, three, eight degrees is pretty warm. When is, uh, <laughs> when is Groundhog Day? Who cares? Well, because, well, because, I got to look that up, because. Why, are you going to watch that movie with Bill Murray? No, but it's a good movie. Sam Adams is supposed to be running some promo that if I, I got to look it up, whether Poxitani Phil sees his shadow or not, uh, like if he sees his shadow and we all know that's a scam, but anyway, uh, I believe it. People are going to be eligible for free cold snaps. What does that mean? You have to like enroll or fill an application no, you just, or you just go to the store and fucking get your beer. You can just run in and take as much as you want. I don't know about that. No, no, and that was probably one beer, right? Oh, and you can't get a single Sam Adams that I know of. You have to buy a six. Maybe, pack. maybe at like a restaurant or something. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Cold snaps, good. I actually had some over the weekend from Draft, which I don't know if I regularly do. I usually just have them in bottles, and it was. It's very good on Draft. Well, any most beer, in my opinion, True. is better out of Draft. True. Yeah. So, uh, and the other thing is, Buckley called me the Mexican Coke dealer. He's giving me a hard time because I am drinking <laughs> the Mexican version of Coca-Cola, which everybody that knows me knows that I'm a big fan of Coca-Cola. And yes, I know it's not good for you. It's very bad, bad, is, bad. Is that better for you than the American one? Well, it's so got sugar in it. It's It's got cane sugar in it. Cane sugar. There you go. The answer is yes. So yeah. so it's better than high fructose corn syrup, but it still doesn't have the cocaine in it. It's not high fructose corn they syrup. They need to put like that shit back in there. One of the leading causes of like death, diabetes, heart disease. Oh, absolutely. In the world. Yeah, it's like the worst thing for you. In the U.S. It's preferred by cancer cells. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, oh. they, they eat it right up. Yeah. You know what I heard, Sean? I think you'd find this interesting. Go ahead. One of... Do you, Take a guess at what the third top killer is of people. I don't know if this is in the world or in the U.S. I and it was changing after. The- I think it's the U.S. Well, this is what I heard. I don't know if it's still true, but okay. I thought it was it? climate change. <laughs> it's Greta Thunberg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's MDs. MDs. Yeah. 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 Medical. Um, oh, like the doctor killing you. Errors and things like, like that. Med- uh, like. Yeah. Doctors basically ha- making errors and killing you. Yeah. Or my like understanding has always been one treating to three you for something of the top one to three treating uh, you for something for and then like fucking it up or or not working or whatever. Isn't that weird? Happens all the time. Like you yeah. wouldn't think that you think it's like cancer, heart disease, diabetes, cigarettes. I don't know alcohol because that's what they push out to you. It's one of those, and they are. But if you look into it, it's pretty uh, pretty sobering. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked. Good reason to stay away from the doctors. I always said, <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like the hospital's the last place you want to go to get better. <laughs> a lot of times, I mean, we've talked in the past about that. some of the hospitals around here. They're not the best. You got to pick your hospital. 
I tell people sometimes, unless it's like life or death right there and there, make sure if there's an alternative hospital, if you know some are bad, don't go to those hospitals. Yeah. It's not hard to figure. If you've lived in the area, you'll hear the horror story. Well, it's just like pizza joints. Some are better than others, right? For sure. I well, mean, they all get the job done. You can get pizza at any of them. It's like, but yeah. which one has the best pizza? It's the same way with hospitals. Yeah. Isn't it uh, that one where, uh, I forget, the one that Podesta goes to? Oh, ping pong, ping pong? No, Comet Pizza. <laughs> Comet Pizza. I heard they have good pizza. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and hot dogs on the side. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't know. So I don't know if, like, the, do you think it's, I mean, how much of that do you think is just because, like, a lot of people use the hospitals everywhere? And how much of, do you think of it as just, like, How many people do you Tom see, fuckery, Buckley, you know what like, I mean? like, on social media? Facebook especially. Now, I go on there to share lost animals. That's, like, my goal on Facebook. But you always see these same old negative people over and over. Oh, I'm in the hospital again. That's it's true. like, okay, do you go to the fucking hospital every time you got a sniffle? Those are the people jamming up the system. Like, I was, like, almost dying from my intestines ready to burst. And I put it off for four years <laughs> because I didn't want to go to the doctors. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just wondering if this, like, it was if MDs were the third, third leading cause in the, in the U.S. or world or whatever it was. Uh, because just because like a lot of people go there, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's people flowing in through. You think it's just a law of percentages, right? Something like yeah. that, or if it's actually like you it know. shouldn't be that many mistakes being made. And that's what I'm not going to go into the detail of them, but I know quite a few that are made that there's just really no uh, explanation for as to how they could have had other than complete negligence and incompetence. Okay, so during during the whole when this the uh, quote unquote virus came. How many, what was the uptick of people dying in the hospital? Like Jake Parsons, our man, the 100th monkey, said this. He was What's a paramedic. Up, people didn't Animal. die of that at home. They died in the hospital. In the hospitals. And then All when right. you find out that there was a financial gain to the hospital for every person that did pass away from, quote, unquote, the vid, well, as soon as they died, well, that frees up the bed for another one to die. Yeah. So yeah. it was a fucking cash cow. Yeah. Right? I mean, obviously, we can see the numbers. That they're, they're, they're posting the numbers now. I mean, the uptick in deaths is crazy. And it's, and, you know, without getting into it, we, we know. There's a why. whole lot more yeah, going on why. in the hospitals. I talked about it once on one of the earlier programs, something that uh, I experienced with a family member that <laughs> oh, defies yeah. explanation. And, yeah. It's, it's almost like a, they're almost like sacrificing some of the patients. Just to get rid of them and get their money and get them out of there so they can get another one to fill that bed to kill them. There's something great. There's something going going on. There there can be at least. All right. So that was the one thing Buckley wanted to tell us about. And I find that to be very interesting because because you would think that. Oh, it isn't. No, I just. Okay. We were just on kind of the. I forget why I brought that up. Let me ask you this. Oh, because of the Mexican Coke. Policing of the industry (laughs) standpoint. Why wouldn't you want to get rid of. The bad apples, mm-hmm. the ones who are incompetent, who have proven to be incompetent many times, cost people their lives, drug addicts, whatever the case may be, right? Why would you keep them in the system, in the medical system? Right. But they, they do. <clears throat> did, I, did I touch on that? I, I don't remember. Well, but I would think you would want to keep them going so you could make more money. I do, do you know, know what I mean? Like, if well, you keep having a sick patient in, you're going to keep getting money. No, no, I'm talking about the doctors. Yeah. The, doc, the medical professionals. Because, There's a uh, lot of doctors with malpractice that they sweep that under the rug. All right. So let's say you're a malpractice doctor and it's repeated. For whatever reason, you just keep making mistakes and screwing up and you're a drug addict or an alcoholic. But there's something going on. 
why wouldn't you want to get rid of the, what would why do they incentivize some some of these states i don't know what it is now but i know 25 years ago there were five states out there if i remember correctly we were one of them and if you're one of those malpractice drug addict incompetent doctors and they should have done away with you in the profession you were allowed here mm. under supervision now what exactly does that mean now think about that under supervision or under control right yeah now insurance companies and such if, they, if we talk about they own individuals in different industries and such right what about in the medical profession well that's absolutely the scenario there which now they become insurance doctors you don't know who they are i'm telling you right now they didn't they weren't identified and the other thing i found out back then so for example if you had a a situation that was potentially malpractice and you went to them because I did it for the board of overseers with regards to a situation that uh, I knew someone was involved in and they showed us the door, but you know what they said? He has to have three offenses that are identical before we'll take action. Oh, that's almost like the lemon law for a car. Yeah. It's exactly what it's like. That's crazy. That's what we were told. Uh, hey, I just got done watching and I can't remember the name of it, but I, I think it might've been called, Oh, no, I'm keep thinking the good nurse, but it's not uh, about this one guy. He he was a you know a, a, a nurse, and he traveled from hospital to hospital. And he was a fucking serial killer. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and he was and he was shooting they up, protected sh- him. shooting up. The, they swept it under the rug, right? Because it was going to alter how many because all these hospitals compete with each other for patients. Yep. So they swept it all under the rug. Really cool a documentary. I wish I could remember the name of it because it's definitely worth a watch. Was that a Netflix one as well? It was on Netflix, yeah. Okay, I'm going to encourage people to start paying attention to the documentaries that show up on Netflix. Anything. Start watching them. There's something going on there, and we'll talk about it later, but start watching well, them. No, Anything that shows up on Netflix, you should be, like, questioning. No, okay, well, hold on. Let's, on. It's, let's, being, it's being put out for a reason, I feel like. Okay, that, Sean, let's talk about that right now because sure. you brought it to my attention a while back. Yep. And I've been paying attention, so we want the listeners to pay attention. You know how uh, Netflix, all the stock was going down because they were being identified as a a woke company, and they had all these different uh, documentaries about Obama and how great (laughs) he was and Oprah and who else? Uh, Who's the other one? Hillary Clinton. Now we're starting to see documentaries and programs that are coming out not predictive programming but but like saying no this is really what's going on kind really? of documentaries that you would never see i mean you would see a few well you saw the epstein one right mm. it was like Eps- there was one that came about uh, out about epstein i want to say there's I, a couple about epstein it was on the it. netflix one it was like pretty recently and it was just like so i watched it and it was just like so shallow do you know what i mean it like mm-hmm. didn't dive into anything really well there's uh, they're diving deeper now is what i'm getting at there's been a change oh. a noticeable change and uh no i agree i've seen it so one of the ones encouraged folks to watch and there's a lot to talk about in this but jimmy seville um from over in england the pedophile the pedophile yeah. who was allowed to operate in his capacity as a pedophile for since I don't know, from around 1955 to 2006. Who was uh, a very close friend of Prince Charles. So he's tied in all the elite over here and over there, and they propped him up in such a way like no other celebrity. So he was the equivalent of our Uncle Gus program, 
and American Bandstand. And he was the host for both of those over there for decades. But behind the scenes, he was abusing all these children. Now, it was, they tried for decades to get it out. And he actually had a group of cops that were organized that met every Friday. And they got together and they basically covered everything up. And that went on for a long time. And the public felt um, powerless to do anything. Okay. Um, it turns out in the documentary, now, this is the thing. It didn't just superficially go over it. I knew the story. I knew a lot of detail about the story that wasn't out there necessarily. But this went way beyond the stuff I knew. So why would that occur? Why now, right? So why do a deeper dive? So not only was he allowed to do what he did, um, for example, in the um, psych wards, the, the big facilities for the mentally insane, um, he actually had an apartment. So they could have access. 24-7 if he wanted to. And he was known for his um, philanthropy and donating to child uh, children hospitals and things like that. And you find out he's he's got access to those as well. So he had a unlimited access to children, even in the schools. Now, it's not just limited to him. So you got to kind of extrapolate this out and expand it to what was really going on. Mm. So if you figure law enforcement, government officials, the royal family, his ilk and all of them, they're just having at these kids at every level. And they couldn't organize, the public couldn't organize enough to, to get him stopped. They tried and tried. However, it did happen with social media, social media platform, when it was in the UK that allowed them to collectively, collectively come together and discuss the abuse. It exposed him. He got taken down by a platform, by a social media platform. Damn. And they didn't really go and say much about it until after he died, like four years later. So, did, did this guy, like, hang out with Richard Branson and all those money people, too? He hung out with all of them. Yeah. So, the thing is, is that they want to, that's something they would like to just die a quick death and go away. And it did. For this to come out and do a deeper dive into it, it doesn't make sense. And then when you start looking at a lot of the other documentaries that are coming out and looking at them, it, as to what they're offering up for truth. I, to me, this seems like something that I've been looking for in terms of devolution, where they're going to slowly roll out. So Q, for example, is not coming back. We know that. But variations of that are out yeah, there. Yeah, Q is gone. It's gone. And that was like, here's your face. Here's obvious <laughs> topics to look into. I think we got to search deeper now. And if we're looking, we're going to find these areas where these truths lie, but we're going to have to search for them. And right now, for whatever reason, Netflix is pushing out a whole bunch of them on the documentaries. And they're all puzzle pieces that you can set aside, and they will find a place um, in the big picture. Yeah, you know, once you brought that to my attention, and I started just kind of cruising, because sometimes I'll sit for a half an hour before I can select anything that I'm actually going to watch. <laughs> yeah. And you just start going through, and you know how, uh, at, least on, at least on my Roku TV, if you scroll over a cer certain title, it actually gives you a little bit of a trailer of it as you go. So I'll take the time and I'll click on it and I'll watch what's going on and I'll decide whether or not I want to put it in my queue and then I'll put it in my queue, not to be confused with queue. But, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Your watch list or wish list or whatever. And I'll come back and I'll watch, you know, bits and pieces of it because again, I don't, I can't watch certain things with little G around, but, but, but you're right. Some of the, some of the content that they're putting out now mm -hmm. goes way against like even what their, what their whole plan was yeah why would they even, even just even just a year or so ago right right yeah. it, it, they use it for as a cover and then they push the other garbage the guy the garbage still there for sure mm -hmm. but you can there's something else going on and i suspect we're going to start seeing that more and more in various ways well i'd They're like just to be trying to control the narrative 
It was already done. It was already controlled. Yeah. They just or brought cover it. their own ass. They'd already covered it. It was already a done deal Do with them. you know him. what I mean? Like, oh, we're going to put this stuff out so when we get found out, we don't look too we bad. We don't look so bad. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't agree with that. Because yeah. it's better left alone. You don't stuff. think there's anyone in Netflix at the higher levels that's fucking into the pedo shit? Oh, I bet there is. I just said you have to decipher through what's there, but there's been a change to what was there for options and choices and what was being disseminated through there to what's coming out now. Yeah, like the like the movie You People. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I do know that it's they... It's just car- cultural Marxism bullshit, but... And they canceled Obama's show, which I movie, thought was kind of funny. But they're still putting stuff out like that, so it's not like... I, I don't... I, I don't make, necessarily agree with what you're saying either, I guess. Is, you, wait, 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 wait. No. Agree that we just watched these documentaries that gave more in-depth than they have in the past? It's a fact. It happened. Yeah, but I don't necessarily uh, agree with the fact that you think that it's first of devolution virtue. So you think it's it's let's let's go deeper on all these bizarre things we're involved with from Epstein through and let's just keep pushing out to the public because we'll be able to get away with it? How did how does that make sense? I don't know why they're doing it. I'm trying to give you I a plausible reason giant, why they're doing it. I just think giant corporations that are ran by elitists and billionaires and shit like that. Okay, so define that. No Let, let's define that because the broad brush stroke of this that elitist capitalist blah blah blah. Yeah, that exists out there, but there's defining changes that we can see that are occurring question is what might be a plausible reason as to why they're occurring i think i think this comes down to the theory that it's it's the little things that somebody or a group of people is doing to slowly change the narrative and take down take down the bad i'd like to address that so we got here through a very slow process and as i'm realizing more as time goes on that's the only way this works if you're going to Program or deprogram a population, it has to be a slow process. So the little tidbits that are being flushed out into society are, if there is the devolution going on, then it would have to be in a way that it is effective, but in very small doses. And we talked the other day, use the analogy of the elephant. You can't go in there and you know consume it in one bite. Yeah. There's little bites in both directions, And scripturally, that's the whole seed sowing process, which I never understood the importance of as I was reading in time. But that's a principle that the evil of the world had to use to get their system in place. It's also a principle that the reversal of this is going to have to happen in the same fashion. Much faster, not 100, 200 years, but it's got to be something where something the people are exposed to that starts to desensitize them to the programming and then it's a domino effect that occurs afterwards. Yeah, you know, they've been they've been working their angle for literally thousands of years. Agreed. And this is why you can't expect it to disappear in even 10 years, right? Well, I don't think you can expect corporations and big companies like Netflix to suddenly just start changing. All right, so let's listen to No, that. not on a big scale. No, I <laughs> agree with on you on that. They're yeah. still putting right. out absolute shit. And w- whether or not they dive deeper in some documentary, it's still a way to control the narrative. Okay. So yeah. by who, them putting out a certain agenda and information that they want to put out, they're still controlling Have it. you seen... Media you know, companies do that. Big other comp- corporations do that. Celebrities do that when they're in some the middle of hot water. Okay, so it's, was a, the, it's a trick that people do. Was there something that was passed with regards to that, that there would be a criminal penalty if you were involved in something nefarious at that level 
Was there maybe an executive order that was put in place that would address that situation? I'm not sure, but you all, you want to talk about yeah, it was the one that Trump did about the human trafficking, right? CEOs, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. You got a company it. get caught. You got it. Yep. Human trafficking. And many of them high level. They lose a lot. Of, they lose a lot of their like uh, like stock and and probably subsidies, some assets types of. And it stuff was like very that. specific S- yep. subsidies yep. too, and a lot of them stepped down at the time. So this is a a process, a methodical military operation. If that's what's happening, with again, you you're not. I don't expect to see it in our face as this what's happening we're going to have to keep looking and watch and just assessing what seems to be going on um in this this big arena yeah i just i just noticed it on on little levels now do you think you remember all the hubbub when uh, little cuties came on and they took a big hammering for that you you remember that buckley we talked about that on an episode way like last year and they did this uh, show with the you know dressing the little girls up and stuff like that and then the public just went ape shit over that, and then the next thing you know, okay, so that you know, I, I and I don't know if the show is even still available. I mean, I, I wasn't going to watch it, but I think maybe that was the beginning of them realizing that oh man, we got to do something about this because we can't make. I mean, it's no different than Disney, right? It's the same shit Disney pulls. I mean, they got their own platform, Disney Plus, and somebody was talking about uh, how Hulu has some really bad programming on now, like for grooming little kids and teaching little kids, uh, you know, the whole transgender thing is actual series is on Hulu now for that, which is really upsetting because Hulu's got a lot of good shit, right? But, you know, I think in a way, Buckley, you're, you're, you're correct that no matter what the platform is, even, even if some good stuff is coming in, there's still a lot of shit that's still so on there that I'm not needs to go. Disagreeing with Buckley in terms of maybe that kind of a scenario and a strategy, and I'll give you an example because I do recognize that and I've seen that. This is different from that, is what I'm saying. So there's a, a show that I think it's ABC called Big Sky. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know it's been around for a couple of years now. Originally, I was drawn into it because uh, someone had told me the storyline, and it was very. To me, interesting because of what was being brought to the surface on a national network I'd never seen before. It was human trafficking of children through sheriff's departments and, and through local law enforcement. And then alluding it to, was taking place at a much higher level. And they started the series out and they were, they were again, superficially going, okay, the traffic, but they're not giving a lot of detail on it. Eventually, week after week and then a year into another year, the whole storyline changed. It went away from that. And it's, I've been watching it for a while now to see if it ever goes back. It's so far away from that now, gone into serial killers and all these other topics. So what used to your point, Buckley, yeah, I've seen that where they bring you in and that's what it is and they direct it somewhere else. This stuff here in these Netflix videos is there's a much deeper dive into revealing stuff. It's not just luring you in superficially, but there's details we haven't seen before. And there's patterns in them and some of the other like I brought to your attention some of the um, uh, documentaries with regards to these frauds being committed against some women through these scams. The men are coming up and getting them to take loans out, give up their businesses, and there's a pattern to those. And there's, a, there's do you mean like the twin, the Tinder swindler, Tinder swindler, and then uh, the vegan, the vegan one out of New York, bad vegan, bad yeah. vegan. So yeah. there's some detail there as to all right. The bad vegan one's interesting for a couple reasons. So we see. Um, um, and again, you, the idea is to look at these and draw something from some truth away f- and be like, okay, I'll put this away and maybe apply it later to, as things start to develop. 
So Alec Baldwin is in brought into that bad vegan. Now he interesting enough. So you don't see Hollywood be um, convicted of any kind of crimes or even right when they. But Alex Baldwin now is under the microscope mm-hmm. criminally, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just that doesn't happen generally in Hollywood. Yeah. All right. So his part of this initially is as the documentary. And by the way, I guess the woman is from New Hampshire. Who's in? Who started this vegan restaurant in New York? Oh, really? She's originally from New Hampshire. Her family still lived here because she traveled back and forth. All this is going on. But what I thought was interesting to pull away was Alex Baldwin at the beginning of this thing interacts with her in New York at her restaurant, and then wants to date her and stuff. She doesn't any part of it because he's a lot older than her. And uh, then Alex Baldwin, she said, starts dating a younger woman than her. But and then he's out of the picture. You don't hear any more about him. But his influence had a big effect on what transpired later. So she's on dating apps, and this she's approached by someone who's connected to Alex Baldwin, and she she's like, "Wow, if he's a friend of his, then you know I'll give him consideration." And she does. She ends up dating the guy. He's not as he presents himself initially, but she um, she dates him, ends up marrying him, and he starts this whole process of misleading her, swindling her business, and then having her. Um, take out um, multiple loans. I think like six million dollars. The point is, when you all said and done, you can. There's a pattern to this, and then you go to the the uh, Twinder swindler. You start seeing this Israeli connection, this whole thing, Mossad or undercover agent thing, and and the women taking out the loans, and so there's a pattern to it. Do you think this is a way for them to generate money for their black ops without going to the government for it, just stealing it from so one of the, rich women? Possibly one of the things I want to start. To <laughs> I mean, that's a good scam. I mean, who haven't thought of that? To show here on the, on the program is that without overwhelming people, is take something like this and get in dribs and drabs and show how it's manipulation and it's fraud and it's stealing, and then different aspects of our society how it operates in a similar fashion, um, how these scams and these frauds are perpetrated upon the public, but then. Another part of it is how it's not prosecuted. Certain people are prosecuted and others are not. Like these yeah, women, it's like you see that with COVID. Like exactly so, all the bullshit that w- happened and nobody right. answers for it. So, so keep that in mind as we start presenting some of these different scenarios, and then start doing some looking into the Idaho Four murders out there with the the four college students, and we'll bring more into the program about that. But start doing some poking around into those, and we'll start showing you some of the oddities of the whole thing and what's going on there because that's a great picture to and how it's tied into other things many other things and yeah. i've never seen a better example of how to illustrate that than what's unfolding you know what? up there right now you know what buckley and i at the beginning of the show we're talking about we got to do something really cool for our 100th episode i wonder uh, i wonder if we should wow that's a big one that would be we great. should start that on the 100th episode buckley what'd you want to say Oh, uh, oh! the last thing I wanted to say about the Netflix documentary <clears throat> things is just that, like, the Epstein one that I watched, it kind of, for me, it was like, it felt like they were trying to reveal stuff to you and, like, give you details about uh, him and his procedures and what he did with different girls and, like, where he lived and, like, uh, different people he was involved with. And I think they brought up Trump a couple of times. Oh, of course they did. Um, and... Actually, I think they showed, like, there's, like, two pictures of Epstein with Trump or something like that. So, obviously, those made into the film. But the entire time I was watching it, I was like, this seems very shallow. It doesn't go very deep. But it seems like they're trying to portray, 
or sh- or pretend or act like they're like giving you the real deal, the I real agree. situation, mm-hmm. like With what that. happened. Here are the details. Now you know everything. So and I'll give you an example. Like, okay, well hold on. Let me just they, say. they did a they did stuff like that with COVID too. Mm-hmm. If you didn't like, right before COVID happened, they had something come out called like pandemic or something like that. And then during COVID, they released another one that was like about vaccines or some shit like that. But it just seems like they put they put like the Epstein one. They put it out just to like make it feel like they were diving into the. Okay, so what it's, was going on? Exactly. So but not, but they weren't really right. So what they would do when they were saying, "Okay, you, everybody's asking about Epstein. Here's all the information on Epstein to put the right. to put the emphasis on Epstein to take your mind off the client list." Same thing with Glenn, right. Same thing with Glenn Maxwell, and everybody's making all these things. Oh, this person's doing this, and she was working with Epstein and back and forth. I think an argument could be made that they were in cahoots and she has Mossad connections. That's proven. Her father was Mossad. And they want you to they want you to fixate on those two characters and forget about the client list because we still don't have the client list. You know, these people were trafficking underage girls, maybe boys, to rich people, and we still and they're convicted of that, but we still don't know who th- they, in quotes, are. Okay, so I'm not in That's disagreement. That's the fucking problem. We need to know who they are. With either of you, and I said the same thing with Epstein to people around me at the time because it didn't die. I knew more than they, they showed in the movie. Just from the research I did in the past on it. Oh, you saw that? Oh, yeah, I saw it. And oh, okay. I was complaining about it because I said, for one, how about how about the, the young girl who had a daughter? Where did the child go? Why did they want them to have babies? They didn't go down to the whole baby rabbit hole. And they didn't. They didn't well, that's the undocumented kids. Yeah. So they didn't. Yeah. I complained about it and thought it was exactly what you're talking about. What I'm saying here on Netflix, and I've been a critic of this stuff for a long time that you're talking about. Something different's happening now, I'm saying. There's more information that wasn't available that they didn't have to offer up. And there's pieces that you can put together and start to put other pieces of the puzzle. Now, to the, to the thing about Epstein Island, for example, now when you watch this Jimmy Seville documentary and you see how it was orchestrated and allowed to prosper for such a long time, right? And you figure how many people they brought in. It was and he was very wealthy, right? So two, a couple things. Number one, they were brought down. They couldn't operate that way anymore, which is interesting. So that means they had to find a different way to operate, right? They couldn't do it in the way they did. They weren't because of what that exposed through the social media app. But again, it just pushed him to somewhere else. And it may have pushed him deeper into the islands, which there are more than just Epstein. So there's more of a distraction. Let's look at this one island while there's many more Finger Lakes mm-hmm. in New York. There's a lot more ground going on that, and we don't have to go down that rabbit trail right now. But there's a lot more of those places in Epstein Island is a distraction from a lot of other ones. But now think about the bigger picture here, and we... It's not just islands, though, either. It's also just, like, huge mansions and estates as well. It's yeah, changed. like his ranch, right? They've Epstein's been, ranch. Well, yeah. All right, so so, uh, so I was looking into... They were in Canada and in, in Europe, a primary Canada, and there's these, these explorers that go out there and look for abandoned homes and stuff. Okay. 
this is why you get it. They're all over TikTok and you get Instagram. Think, yeah. So this is the thing: thinking oh, outside right. the box. Once yeah. you understand how the network worked and they're they're adapting to technology that pushes them into different areas. So yeah. what I started to see was some of these buildings were massive that were just that were just desolate. They just left them. There was a theme that started to emerge after you watch enough of them, and I look at the themes. So one of them was there were hunting camps, but they are very elaborate hunting camps. Mm. And they had certain signage on the walls, um, shields, um, your your genealogy shields or whatever they are. You mean the coat of arms. Coat of arms. Yeah. And then they started having these, these <clears throat> certain heads with these antlers on them, which caught my attention. So the... You keep watching, going, what were these massive hunting resorts all about? Isolated out, no place, and they focused on, um, they were quite elaborate in some cases, and why would they just leave and leave all that behind? Mm. And some of you find this network, there's helicopter landing pads tied to them or something like that. You're like, wait a minute, there's more going on here. Still exotic cars parked in the yard. Yeah, it would have been at one time, right? Underground all right, shit. So, yeah. so... Part of the whole trafficking, networking, children thing is we know aspects of it. Another part of it is there are rituals involved. There's huntings involved. They had hunting, hunting. parties oh, yeah. around them. And you go, wait a minute, were these part of those elite hunting facilities that are just dropped in the middle of no place? And if they're... Okay, so and, and when they said, "Oh, it's getting too hot, we need to vacate," and they pushed them over to something else, and they right? could and they could afford to just leave it. Okay, now because the land was probably in some non-traceable trust, mm-hmm. right? And they just abandoned it to get out of there so they didn't get caught. Okay, and it's like we had talked before, Sean. It was easier for them to get away with a lot of this stuff before technology. Now. I, now, as the technology changes, so does their tactics need to that's change. That's what I'm saying. It's driving their them tactics need to change, so they need to. It drives them out. They're adapting constantly. Yeah, they're adapting. So take what we know, and I never looked into this deeply, but I've just heard it talked about, and I've heard you two talk about it. Um, there's this this mystery behind these orphan trains in the 1800s in these mm. massive psych. Um, facilities and which are the big orphanages, big orphanages and everything. Okay. Are they such a mystery now? What may, might've been going on that they eventually get driven out of those um, into these other type of facilities. Um, What if they were just there for that purpose? And all these children, um, the parents were dealt with taking care of. They want the, the kids, the young ones, they've got them. They've got these big massive facilities. I've seen pictures of the buildings. It defies me that they were building those in the 1800s. There were that many psychotic people out there, right? And mental wards and stuff. And why weren't they just executed, done away with? When, but, when you see pictures of earlier asylums, like the ones Buckley's brother, Kellen, goes and checks out, right? Creepy. Yeah, they're super creepy, but they're very big and elaborate and ornate. Right, right. And ornate. <laughs> And just like you said, you want us to believe that there is that many people that need psychological help so bad that they're put in these asylums. I mean, I'm not convinced. Well, there's also like like, like, like literally hundreds of thousands of people. The foster care, dude. The foster care system. Like, 
nowadays. They're like if a kid's court ordered to be taken away and then goes to foster care, they're, they're kids that just go missing, mm-hmm. like from foster care. And Look no, at that mo- little Montgomery girl, and nobody knows. It's just like, okay, you took my kid away with a court order, put him in foster care, and now they're just gone. Like mm-hmm. you, they know. Then there's there's hundreds of those types of thousands cases. and it goes into millions yeah, thousands so so and you know that that's exactly why little g is with me yeah yeah i would not fucking because i was never gonna let that happen hey just on a side note <clears throat> today would have been my brother's birthday happy birthday yeah, he's dead well happy he would have been 50 years old today he would have been 50 John, he would have huh? been 50 today yeah happy i didn't say anything to little g about it. i don't want her thinking about it yeah. she hasn't listened to the show does she no Okay. But but no, I don't let her listen to the show unless she's on the show. But uh, and next week, the end of next week will be the one year anniversary that he passed away. So, so you brought up we brought up orphanages and and hospitals and various institutions, and um, that brings up something else that was addressed. Um, Trump gave a speech in New Hampshire on Saturday. Yeah, so Trump kicked off his presidential campaign. In New Hampshire. <laughs> There's a reason New Hampshire's important here. New Hampshire is important because it's Many the first reasons. primary state. Now, other stuff. The Democrats, well, we know that, but the but. Democrats are trying to take away our first in the nation status because they know that, that it works against them. They've been trying to get rid of it for a long time. And they want to send it to the Carolinas, right? Well, guess where Trump ended up after New Hampshire? South Carolina. South Carolina. Nikki Haley. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just so do you something. Think he was putting, a, uh, he was like. Sending a message. He was sending a message to oh, yeah. the elites by coming here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And his speech was. Because New Hampshire is ultra corrupt. He called New Hampshire out because he yeah. knew it was stolen from him here. And he had said that before, but he even appointed someone, tasked them to make sure it doesn't happen again, basically, mm-hmm. the way he branded that whole guy who was put in that position, the head of the RNC that stepped yep. down to take that position. Yep. Go so, ahead, talk so, a little about so it. So there was, there was the, uh, the chairman of the uh, Republican National Committee's you know, branch in New Hampshire. During Trump's speech, he formally stepped down, is now Trump's campaign manager in New Hampshire, and he is allowed to appoint his successor, and he appointed a gentleman that I believe was formerly the Speaker of the House in New Hampshire. So, so that's huge. New Hampshire, it is. And, and and what is really interesting about that is that Governor Sununu, who a lot of people are accusing him of being a rhino. I don't think they're too far off on that. I don't. Be- no, because. Remember back in the 2020 election, he was like, oh, I'm a I'm a Trump man through and through. <laughs> somebody got to him or some now. Now, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that the Sununu family's a little sketchy and it could be. They joined the hip with the Bushes. They are very close with the Bushes because that all goes back to to Sununu's uh, dad. Yeah, who was the former governor of New Hampshire. It was the governor of New Hampshire at one time, and he was the, uh, was it Secretary of State for... Under Bush. Senior Bush. Senior Bush, yeah. So there's definitely a connection there. But anyways, now, you know, there was a big question why Sununu wasn't going to run against uh, Hassan for Senate. And he, and he said, well, no, I think, I think I need to be governor for one more term. The state needs me. And he's, and he is... 
in some a lot of the circles like a very very popular governor he is and now all of a sudden it's all coming open because we do know from another individual that i'm going to be interviewing and that's going to be a real eye-opener the whole election and the whole campaign that Hassan had, and Hassan took FTX money. I don't know if you knew that. Hassan Ooh. took FTX money. Big woof, Hassan. Yeah, big woof. Big woof. And they used every dirty trick, every campaign ad, every mailer, and I had stacks of mailers in my mailbox, to pound into the public that if General Donald Bolduc became the senator for New Hampshire. Yeah, general. <laughs> He's a fucking general. Right. That he would disband Social Security, which wasn't true. He was giving he was giving examples of how the left and the politicians in Washington are raping the Social Security fund, which they are not supposed to touch. He said, and if they keep going, Social Security is going to be gone in a few years. Well, they took that out of context and they made it sound like he said, oh, Social Security, is. Uh, if I'm elected, Social Security is going to be gone in a couple of years. It should be privatized. Took it totally out of context. But the public, being fucking lazy that they are, just went, <laughs> just, just went along with it, right? And then they did all this mailing. Of course, Hassan's got all this extra money to blow from the FTX money, which we know was money that we fed to Ukraine, which Ukraine invested, Zelensky invested into FTX. FTX took that money back. That was a whole Ponzi scheme. And he took that money and he funneled it back to all these Democratic races, right? So Correct. this is not a conspiracy theory. Like, it's we fact. know we know this. It, it's fact. Right. Yep. So what if Sununu knew that was happening and he said, listen, it's imperative that Hassan wins this race. So I'm not going to run against Hassan. I'm going to let General Don Bolduc be the fall guy on this one. I'm going to let him fucking lose. And I'm just going to tell the, the people in New Hampshire that I want to be the governor for another term. And I think this is his last term I, because there's a term limit for governor. And now all of a sudden, after he was going on and on and on about how he's a Trump man through and through, now all of a sudden he's not not big not a big fan of Trump's. At all. Yep. And he knew fucking Trump was coming to New Hampshire to kick off his campaign. He said, oh, I can't be there. I have to fly to Washington to go to some gridiron dinner, some bullshit thing, which is his excuse for him to not be in the state of New Hampshire. Because what did we just find out? WMUR, which is our television station, which is a Hearst Communications station. Network. So it's controlled. Did this little interview with Governor Sununu on the probability of him Running for president. Mm. Mm. Trump would fucking crush him, even in the state of New Hampshire, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's cut out to be president. Sununu? Yeah. No, I don't think so either. But he could be. He could get it. He's probably a Freemason. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But, (laughs) but, But this is where the story gets interesting. Trump leaves New Hampshire after he gave some some cryptic warnings. Yeah, they need to listen to his speech. Let's just offer up a couple here, though. Yeah, so he knew he knew he got cheated in New Hampshire. Yeah, and he says I am putting people in place to keep that from happening again. He talked about term limits 
for politicians across the board, basically, is the way I took it. Um, and additionally, he says the systems are corrupt and they all need to be replaced. Yeah. Now, when Trump ran in for the 2016 presidency, there's a lot of things he made claim to is going to do, and he did them. Mm-hmm. If I'm the deep state, I've got to be worried after a speech like after that. After that speech, yeah. 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 The other thing that he brought up that I found to be very interesting, especially in a state that has very expensive property tax because 65% of our tax goes to our schools, right? <gasps> that's a fuck he, number. That's huge. And he come out and he said, and I think that parents of students should be able to vote on who's going to be their principal. That'd Interesting, be huh? Because we know we know that the deep state government, the capstone cabal, as Greg Cobb likes to call them, we know that it's part of the game plan in their playbook to take the education and the upbringing of your kids away from the parent and give it to the state. Yeah, it's right. We know that that's their game plan. They're just yeah. programming. Well, the indoctrination. So, so, so whoever they put into these positions of educational power. Right? They're like appointed. They're not elected. School board members are elected. But like in our school district, it's so such a convoluted process that they actually can get kids that are 18 years old that go to school, go and vote for whoever they want. And people from different towns can vote for school board members from other towns in the district. I don't think that should happen either. Mm. I think the towns should vote on their particular school board member so i found that that was super interesting he also talked about when trump said that the parents should be able to elect their principals along those lines as a uh, as voting sense. day and not voting week and voting month <laughs> which was uh, again part of the problem the whole voting process ron's taking a five what was it you wanted to you wanted something you wanted to bring up buckley did you want to do that now? or uh, It's not really related to Trump at all. Okay, that's fine. It's like completely... You mean the world doesn't revolve around Trump? Oh, Sean. Sean all right, Sean, come on. No, I, well, the thing with the voting, I think that would be really cool, honestly. Wouldn't it, though? Term limits he talked about? Term, it's it. You go there, you do your job, you're done. And it, I've been a proponent of term limits for a long time. Well, for like the, the principal and the school officials and sure. stuff like that. I think it would just give like more choice to the parents um, and also... Well, taking some of the power back because school systems taking are so, the power back are so fucked up right now. It's like, right. especially with all the woke ideologies they're pushing and like the transgender, the grooming shit. stuff is crazy. The shit that's like scary because I mean, your kids go to school from like I don't know, super early, young age. They're probably at school more than they're with you as parents, right? Yeah, probably. Over the course so of the day. who's ever there is super more influential. On them. Probably more, right? But I don't know. The uh, thing I wanted to bring up was just. It will head. <laughs> it's not related at all. We've been known to bounce around <laughs> topics. So, uh, have you ever heard of the back rooms? No, Mm-mm. only no. the Puritan back room. Not the Puritan back room. <laughs> it's this. Um, it's this place where you like. It's supposedly. Well, first of all, no one knows if it's like real or if it was like just kind of some kind of lore that was made up through the internet. Okay, it's kind of similar to like Slender Man, I guess. Yeah, I'm not familiar lot, with Slender Man. How yeah. a lot of people look at it, okay. like it developed on the internet, but then <clears throat> you also get these weird K 
cases and stories where it's like seems like it's something more than just like a Reddit thing or whatever. But the back rooms are basically like it's like where you would go if you glitch out of the Matrix, if that makes sense. The are you matrix, transported there or you just kind of find yourself kind there? of it's like you glitch out of reality and you end up in the the, the back rooms and the back rooms uh-huh. are kind of like lots of times they're they're like uh, they're like a labyrinth and hmm. lots of times they're like very co- kind of corporate um like office um very bland uh a lot like a lot of empty rooms, empty spaces, like dark blacked out windows. Um, and you're kind of like trapped there. So uh, this is going to fit into a program we do at some point with um, cloning and soul scalping. Okay. Yeah, this is actually part of that. So <laughs> it's like you go there and you're like basically trapped there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely, extremely hard to get out, but there's different levels which I thought was interesting because it's like uh, like somebody described one where it's like, well, obviously there's all the offices and then there's like the more corporate setting where you would be like in an infinite factory type of thing. So under MK Alter with the fracturing of the mind and the psyche, are you familiar how they do that and they compartmentalize it and then give it identities? So a person, multiple personalities, for example, so they put them through this trauma-based program and then for – Protection and survival purposes, they develop multiple personalities. So, MKO2, right, right. yeah. Like a lot of the people who survived, like, satanic mm-hmm. um, ritual to- abuse, r- ritual abuse at a young age, they have multiple personalities. Now, think of those as these little rooms as well, okay? And how they can have different realities within each of these rooms. Right. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So, he- there's a bunch of different levels. There's like main levels, first levels, um, and then there's sub levels. But here's a couple, like, here's a, f- a few of the rooms, are uh, the levels. The lobby, the lurking danger, pipe dreams, electrical station, office, terror hotel, lights out, the flooded house, the cave system, and then the end, and there's a bunch of different sub-levels. Um, but apparently you're, like, you aren't able to get out of these rooms, or if you, once you're in there, it's very rare. And the entire time you're, like, being hunted by beasts <laughs> doesn't sound far off to me sounds like, like a vr video game right and there's like all these different creatures in there uh let's see if i can pull some up facelings here's one they say if you hear a noise while you're in any of these rooms it's best to just like try to avoid the noise hmm. get away from it and be quiet but there's these things called facelings that lurk down there faceless human-like um, most commonly informs a faceless child wearing a vest and jeans, usually found on levels two and three. Always show up in groups of three. Tricksters have been known to be violent. Hmm. Uh, here's another one. Uh, hounds. The only creatures of the back rooms ever caught on video. Dangerous if provoked. Yeah, so that's the other thing, too. I forgot to bring up. Is that there's apparently... There's all these like backroom videos that are featured on, or you could find online that just randomly show up. Some of them don't look real at all. Some of them look kind of, um, they look kind of real, but who knows what's going on with it. Uh, there's also other things like, you know, the, the Google Maps. Mm-hmm. So people have zoomed into sp- certain areas in like Antarctica or 
remote areas where there should be nothing, right? And when they zoom in, they go to street level, the picture that shows up is like it's a back room. Mm. Very empty office or a very corporate empty dead place, uh, you know, crazy shit like that. Yeah, this is going to fit right into the cloning um, program when we get to it. And, um, yeah, very interesting. Now, think about the po- possibilities here and how dark these people are with these VR games. Have you seen the headsets they claim they have that will, if you lose the game, will kill you? I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how true that is, though. That doesn't um, sound like very good marketing play. It does not. Well, yeah, and the sickos that are want to rule the, the planet, um, that would be right up their alley. They're doing similar stuff now. Um, but anyways... <laughs> Um, but so there's these other creatures in there, uh, like they're, they're hounds. The only creatures in the back rooms ever caught on camera. Uh, dangerous if, if provoked. If you hear a low rumble, back away slowly. Far From far away, they resemble black dogs. Up close, they look like contorted humans that run on all fours. Hmm. So there's supposedly these things. Uh, Sounds like werewolves. Yeah, and supposedly there's also, like, grocery stores in there, like, infinite grocery stores that you can walk through, uh, and, like, you take products off, they replenish themselves back on the shelf. There's also, like, weird store employees that chase you, right. um, and, you know, usually people, you can find remnants of people that tried to get out of the back rooms. This is crazy. By, like, banging on the windows, but there usually is just, like, a tool left and like blood where they like I was watching and this interview them. with this this rap star and he and his girlfriend and they were talking how the via in the VR world they wouldn't do the reality horror horse type um, games that were out there because they're too real and they were just they were just too terrifying for them now yeah. I took I took uh, my son's VR when he was home with it and just did some pong and some boxing and stuff. But what was really troubling to me was, and it wasn't the highest resolution, obviously. You could tell it wasn't, you know, a a 3D reality um, in high resolution. But when I took them off, it was a letdown. Oh. Because the intensity, the brightness. was less stimulating. Very less stimulating. You felt very, taking it off. Well, the VR thing, let me, I think we should talk about that for a sec. But just to finish this up, Ron, I don't know if you've ever heard of the back rooms. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting into. But here's some sub-levels. Uh, you know, uh, chaotic structure, concrete canvas, whispering halls, snack rooms, the Titanic, Titanic, Crimson Field, Redwood Forest, the plain, bottom of the barrel, um, Death Feast, Silken Hell, Eyes on You, Inverted. Um, and some here's just an overall description of, like, the general sense of the back rooms. Uh, super repetitive, like I said, it's labyrinthy. Smells like old moist carpet, so it's kind of like dank and like really bland colors are everywhere. Endless background noises of flur- fluorescent lights buzzing. Um, there are approximately six hundred million square miles. Supposedly, that's like everything incorporated uh, levels, sub levels. A uh, few hallways, few flights of stairs. You can tell someone tried to escape the level when you see cracked holes in the mono yellow wallpaper. Some walls might have outlets but are useless. You know, ca- uh, cameras can be seen. Um, there's stains of blood that are seen usually everywhere because the two creatures I brought up are just like two of them. There's supposedly more. Um, and Any Sasquatches? I don't think so, but that would be uh, cool. 
But it's not real. It's not real then. That's kind of like a general <laughs> sense of the back rooms. Huh. Go yeah. look it up. They're kind of this lore. It's like uh, no one really knows if they're just generated on the internet or uh, if they're actually something real. Obviously, I brought up the videos and the Google Earth stuff that people have stumbled right. upon. Um, but to get to your VR thing, I think a lot of the VR stuff is well. You, we you know about the metaverse, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. I think a lot of what we're seeing now uh, is like prepping us to be absolutely to become part of the uh, metaverse. Like all the screen yeah. time, especially like the stuff with the avatars mm-hmm. that are coming out, and uh, like oh, change your profile picture to this avatar, or like you know this recent thing where it's like you can send your pictures into that like animation uh app or whatever you saw and everybody like gets turns you into a cartoon you get like a sequence of cartoons like i think a lot of what um is you know happening nowadays especially with the video games and tvs and all that shit is like it's prepping you programming you to become more uh you know, ready to be in the. They want you to come into agreement with it and make a contract. Is what's going to boil down to. Well, they're doing it slowly too. They are. Everything has to be done slowly in drips. It's the only way it works. It's like here's this cute avatar that you can make yourself on your uh, social media. Uh, now um, we're going to make. I mean, just look at communication nowadays. How much of that is through social medias and stuff like messaging apps and all this stuff? Like, there's so there's probably more of that that happens. And human interaction, if you can even really call it that, then like this kind of conversation, like face to face. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that creating an environment and network um, with regards to avoiding the conflict that's coming, the ultimate judgment, and they're trying to invent a way to circumvent that. Um, and it's becoming more obvious. And oh, we talked about that do. before a little bit. Yeah. I uh, just want to go over it. So it's like if they can continue their life, even after physical death. Mm-hmm. If they can continue their life in the metaverse or uh, using transcendence and AI and basically taking downloading your consciousness, and is actually, I think on Prime Video, there's kind of a, there's a couple of series that touch on this. I think one is called Upload because your spirit and soul continues, your body dies. Right. So, so if they can continue this, they never have to answer to God for any of this. Right. In the flesh for what happened. So everything that they're doing that would be deemed Luciferian, satanic, or whatever, demonic, it's a fucking free pass. It's a hall pass. Not governed by the rules of the place. They they can do whatever they want. Yeah, Yeah, interesting subject. Hey, you had started to go to Trump going down to South Carolina, and I distracted you, but... Oh, okay, so, yeah, so then Trump... Back to the main point. Just real quick, just real quick. So Trump leaves New Hampshire, flies directly to South Carolina to kick off his campaign there. Why is South Carolina significant? Okay, because number one, that's where Lin, that's where Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham is out of, right? Lindsey number, Haley. And, and so, so what happens um, right after? Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley, I'm sorry. Nikki Haley announces that she's running for president. Okay, she's just going to get fucking crushed too. Hey, listen, <laughs> I don't think, now listen, I don't think there's a single candidate, with the exception of possibly DeSantis, and the more that I learn about him, I think the sketchier he looks. DeSantis? And and I'm kind of a fan of his. I mm-hmm. liked how we ran Florida. But, again, 
what you see on the news, what you see on these it's press conferences, reality, and right. what you see on these speeches, right, yeah. could not necessarily be like what's really going on behind the scenes. Like, like, and we don't know for sure. But there's so many different but, but, levels to this. But my point is, he is the only one that would remotely do well against Trump. So the talk is before, like this was a while ago, that Trump would select him for his VP, right? So, so he hasn't done any of that yet. What, what they say? So, so that yeah, but hold on. So, so then, so hold on, Sean. Well, then it comes back what DeSantis said before. If you remember that, if Trump runs for president, I'm not going to run against him, mm-hmm. right? So it's just interesting how he. Leaves New Hampshire, and it's almost like the second shot heard round around the world. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? New Hampshire came in the first. It, it was it's impressive speech. Yeah, it, I thought it was, yeah. and I was reading some press uh, <laughs> some press coverage on it. But and they're like, and get they're at. like, oh, he he gave a rambling speech. No, listen, it was nothing. Like, he was more yeah. on point and less rhetoric than I've ever seen ever him. seen him do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So again, I'll go back to. He, he made claims that he followed through with the first time. He's making bold claims again. They've got to believe that yeah. he intends on following through with it. Right, them. but my question is, who's gonna, who, is going to, who is going to run against him in the primary? Uh, and, against and, Biden. No, in the primary. The, the oh, thing sorry. is, all... Yeah. For, the, for the nomination. Yeah, so yeah. what's interesting, though, was he went to New Hampshire, which is first in the nation, and then he goes to South Carolina. Well, we know that the left and the Democrats are trying to strip New Hampshire of its first in the nation status. Mm-hmm. They, they've been doing this forever because they know that it has a major effect. I think it's in our constitution, our state constitution. I, I believe it is. Yeah, I think but, it is. But the point is, is how goes New Hampshire? Goes the rest of the country, yeah. typically, right? But then he goes to South Carolina. Well, they're trying to make it so that South Carolinians can vote before New Hampshire people can vote. Yeah. So, so he goes to both of them, and he, t- he addressed the mockery of the system: voting yeah. week, voting month. It's yeah. got the whole thing has to be replaced. And he said that specific. It's every. Oh, he wants one hundred percent voter ID. Yeah, all paper ballots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I hand think a part counted of, paper ballots. I, I think a big part of the whole, you know, last election, Trump versus Biden was the whole stealing of it, the whole chaos, the whole everything was to kind of. Uh, really take away people's faith and confidence in the American the voting election. system, yeah, the exactly. election process. I feel like they—that's a reason why that happened in the first place. Because now, like, think about it. Say Trump does win, you're going to right? what I've been saying for two years. But just say Trump does win, <laughs> then it's going to be like the other side is probably going to be like. It was rigged, or they're going to push out like, they oh, were. it was stolen. They blah, said, blah, blah. So the Democrats said the 2016 was rigged in favor of Trump. Right. So it's just the same right. old bullshit. It's back and forth. It's two wings of the same bird. Yeah. We already know. The only that. difference we see is with what Trump pulled off, what he did the first time. And I'm going to stick to the devolution plan because um, it's a plan. So basically, you're looking for the results of something and not seeing the impetus, just the end, right? So, oh, having said that, hold on then. Oh. Yeah, let me read it. Because I, I was oh, aware of this. He's I pulling out something. magic tricks, people. So the whole pre- premise behind it is that there's this, there's this uh, invisible force working behind the scenes, this military force. They don't identify themselves. You just see the results of their actions and their, and their assaults and their fronts, right? Okay. 
So now this is not who David Halfcock calls the Alliance. Oh, it's not the no. I don't know. I'm asking. Oh, so so David Halfcock always used to come out and, and his videos would suck you right in, like total clickbait. Well, the alliance. The alliance. I've spoken to them, and they've authorized me. Oh, that's some like off planet thing. No, no, no. Yeah, okay. no. That's he, he no. Ta- that's something different. He talks about shit like that, though, like yeah. ascension and all that. He's very like spiritually. Yeah, he's fucking snake oil salesman. But he says some. <laughs> he says he says some good stuff. Though. He does. He does. But he always you always get halfway. That's why I call him half cock instead of fucking. Okay. Okay. But, uh, but you know, never all the things. Oh, the Alliance said, you know, back with the tribunals in Guantanamo and all this other <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. distractish and bullshit. So let me read this because, first of all, I haven't checked in with Halfcock in a while. Me either. He used to put out some good long videos that were fairly good. Yeah. They're a couple hours long. But now I don't know. So this whole thing about what may be going on, <clears throat> um, which I subscribe to. And it seems to be playing out that way. What would be in contradiction to that would be what we're what I was taught in church and, and what Christians are taught about the rapture event and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay, which I have come to believe that it's already occurred a long time ago. We're way beyond that. So this is entering scripture here. So this is... Do you, so hold on, Sean. Do you really think the rapture has already occurred? Because isn't that just something that somebody made up? Like that's not actually in scripture or is it? So it's not an event like they portray it out to be. It's not even a word they portray it out to be. It's just something happens where there's a return of Christ, where there's a meeting in the air, and the definition of air is subject to something. But there's an occurrence of something, but it's not what they've made it into. Okay, And it's certainly, it's almost like things lead up to God pulls his people out because he's lost the war, and he's going to win on default or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. So this here is from the New Testament, Matthew, and this is Jesus being asked, it says, once on being asked by the Pharisees, so there's your modern day naysayers, when the kingdom of God would come. So he's, they're asking him, when's your kingdom going to come? He says, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that you can be observed, that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because the kingdom of God is already in your midst. So how that's crazy that's exactly what i've come to believe that devolution is like it's not one big major event it's a series no. of small events and so yeah. if if the enemy to my point i think i trust on this before though if they're working a tiptoe to devolution if they're if they're no no the author of devolution so what? if evil is working behind the scenes in the way that it is not this single person satan but it's it's multi-layered and it's got different divisions and occupation fronts and confrontational fronts. And it works in the physical and the spiritual. And it's, it's very – in the Book of Enoch, it goes into more detail on that. Um, but if they're being orchestrated in their plan over the thousands of years has been contrived by an angelic force, which is way beyond human beings' capability of, of uh, coming up against at any level, what would be the counterforce? So there would have to be something – beyond man to come up against that so i think maybe two things are going on and one is that it absolutely is beyond man you've got this this spiritual warfare going on that is actually dictated through a spiritual heavenly court and the physical and the spiritual and if you combine that on our side well we're not interacting with angels directly right even the unfallen ones 
Um, there's not that any history, any written history on where we interact with them, where they were taking orders from them, but we're going through this heavenly courtroom thing. But I think that's where quantum computing may come into play. We're taking something they created using it in this battle, this warfare um, against them. So having said that, I just want to share something here about that because it's something I came to understand recently. The way Old Testament, New Testament is constructed is that, or, or the major change, is that in the Old Testament you had to come before God through the lineage of the Levi tribe, okay? And they were responsible for the ceremonies and the temples and things. If they chose, they would go before God, they would take your petitions before God if they chose to, but you didn't have much saying anything. They were the authority. So what happened, and that's the way the order was. When Jesus dies on the cross, there's a veil is rent between heaven and earth. You no longer have to go through a person you can go directly before the throne with your requests of God. So under Catholicism, the enemies come back, and let's put this back in place, right? Because they've lost control. That's the whole priest behind the, behind the screen and everything. You mean right? like in confessional. Confessional and all yeah. that. Now, a couple things here, and I've said this before. There's no tithing in the New Testament because tithing was 10% of your income in the Old Testament. Those would have been the 12 tribes of Israel. 11 of them would tithe to the one, to the Levite tribe. But something, and we've talked about how it looks like the two tribes were taken in custody in Babylon, Judah and Levi, and they're the ones who would have an official right to the Holy Land today, but you get the Babylonians involved and all that. But upon reading deeper into Scripture, that Levi tribe, which is over there in Jerusalem and Israel, who's, you know, would think would be running the show, they don't have an inheritance of a land. So it says that their inheritance would be under the other 11 tribes under the new covenant with Jesus. So even if the Babylonians are over there running things and there's still a lineage of the Hebrew bloodline, the Levi tribe doesn't have an inherited land. So this thing is even more convoluted than than I thought. But the other part of this is as this devolution plan is where God's operating from the throne and is going to make things right over time, there has to be a rectifying and a straightening out of all of this, not just... The institutional and the different programs and and laws and things that are put here to control us, but these truths that were put in place, these absolutes that God said were going to be at the end, have to be rectified. There, there's a there's a accounting coming here in the future. Now, part of that I think is gonna is gonna be tied to this whole Ukraine Russian thing. Okay. And you had asked me in a text about a distraction, the Ukraine thing. I started thinking about that. And yeah, it's a distraction in many ways. But one of the things that's going on here is Russia is fighting for their in battle against the Ukrainians, which are the Nazis. Okay? They're protecting themselves from the enemy. Okay? Part of the distraction is that's going on and we're talking about it and we're trying to figure out what's going on. We are being overrun by our enemy at the southern border, which are their cousins. So the Ashkenazi that they're up against, that Russia's up against, and Putin is, we've got their, the Sephardics on our southern border in Mexico and South America. They're in and out of here all the time. And I think we need to keep revisiting that about the southern border and what's actually going on there with the Nazis who look a little different in terms of they don't have the SWAT sticker, they have the black sun. 
and they're Sephardics and, and not the Ashkenazi, but they're part of the same group. Yeah, you know, but I think I think there's a Kazarian element to all of that when it comes to uh, well, Ukraine. there is, there yeah. is, but that it, it doesn't even the Kazarian thing. But that's all well and good. This thing has splinters off into so many different facets. We'll never understand exactly how it works and how it looks because we only have what they've given for us. But the Kazarian thing is absolutely a part of this. So if you want to say at the head is the Kazarians and they splintered off, then that's absolutely true. But there are two affronts right now are um, there in Ukraine and at our southern border, and we're only recognizing one of the affronts. Um, something else that seems to be... I mean, I mean, a good argument can be made that we're under attack with an invasion ourselves. We are. We are like like in bigger numbers than the Russians invading Ukraine, like like way huge. Way bigger. And it's, it's yeah. not, it's a distraction. We were looking at that. Well, this is happening under our noses. Yeah. Something else that's going on here, and I've seen a pattern, and it is. And I wondered, given my understanding of how the, Teltri- the 10 tribes, missing tribes, emanated out of Europe into northern Russia and the United States and so forth. How, what happened to the European, white Europeans that seem to have, have fallen by the wayside and aren't fighting any of this? Don't, there's something here having to do with control and centralization. So what did, what did Great Britain end up doing but took a bunch of countries under one umbrella, right? And that required a, an agreement, what happened in the United States? We were the independent 50 states that came under the umbrella of federalism, right? Now we're all grouped together. So in Europe, they're trying to take that a step further and be Brexit, incorporating under a bigger arm. See what's happening here? In, in the United States, the whole thing with this, they've tried to make this North American, um, there's a trade agreement, these other, it, they're trying to put them under, with those umbrellas, there are agreements and this loss of sovereignty. So, so yeah, so and that's something we wanted to get into was the right. Declaration of North America. North America, and in a bigger picture, eventually they want us to all come under one umbrella and all lose the sovereignty. And that's where this legal body comes from: your the lineage, the the blessings and curses from the bloodlines, the races, which they can't get away with. And this thing about the North American um, agreement, what is he that Biden a couple of weeks ago? Which well, it's, it's the Declaration of North America that Biden went down and met with uh, the president of Mexico and also uh, Trudeau from Canada. Okay. Now, understanding they're our enemy, right? So Canada is is, is Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And we're talking about how um, South America or uh, Mexico is the Sephardics, right? So here's this pencil move, right? From the north and from the south, we're in the, in the middle. Yeah. yeah so uh, this is... Uh, you know, and, and obviously I'm not going to read the whole thing here, but but uh, I will put a link to the Declaration of North America in the show notes for all you guys if you want to check it out. But it basically wants to, and they tried this a long time ago, once before, and they wanted to get, and I don't know if you guys remember this, they wanted to give us one currency called the Amero. The Amero, yep. Yeah, and it was supposed to be the same currency for Canada United States and Mexico, mm-hmm. we were going to have free and open borders yep. so that these three countries would, would act as one. As one. And that's what I'm saying, this, this <clears throat> one-ism or whatever you want to call it. I can it, see a lot central. of problems with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I don't see that happen. But what's interesting in that agreement is with regards to racism and nationality and color, and they're, they're covering themselves. They know what's coming. There's well, a reckoning coming on that. And I think this is the heavy push for amnesty for the, for the migrants. Yep. They want to get the amnesty in place. They're finding out that they're having a difficult time making that happen. But 
the Declaration of North America would negate all that. Right. And not only that, would also take away any bargaining chip that America has against products made in Mexico like Trump did. Mm -hmm. When he said, okay, you're not going to help us out at the border. You're not going to help us out here. You're not going to work with the drug cartels. This is what we're going to do. Every vehicle that you ship here, that you build and you ship here, and I know Dodge, Ram, all them trucks are all made in Mexico. I'm going to impose a 25% tariff on every vehicle that comes across the border. Well, it didn't take long for Mexico to decide they wanted to play ball because they didn't want that. They took all the jobs from the United States, they moved them to Mexico, and put a lot of Americans out of work just to turn around build a product cheaper, which just means higher profits for the parent company of Ram, which I believe is an Italian company. Isn't it Fiat still? So he goes back and renegotiates. Right. But what I'm saying is it's it's in, going to be involved with people working for a lot less money, even the possibilities of child labor, slave labor, to build these products that they're going to be selling in the United States if this deal goes through, there's going to be no tariffs. There's going to be no customs. There's going to be nothing. So now go back to Trump's <clears throat> speech, and he, he it wasn't a long speech, but it was specific into the points he wanted to get across. And what is one of the areas that he touched on was what he did in Mexico in the past with regards to the trade agreements. What do you think that was a shot right at this? Oh, big time. So he's out there. Now again, this is to negate everything that Trump did right. with Mexico in terms of tariffs in, in using this as a hedge against Mexico, who's basically, I mean, I think it would be fair to say that all the government in Mexico, or a good portion of them, are all on the take from the cartels. Mm-hmm. So There is so much money involved. And what is the number one thing that we talk about that happens in Ukraine that Ukraine was known worldwide for? Human, human trafficking, sex trafficking. Yeah. yeah. That is the biggest deal that's coming across the border from these Mexican coyotes and these cartels. It's all human trafficking, sex trafficking. But they want to inundate the United States with more and more people. And then assholes like Chuck Schumer comes out and says, well, our our uh, labor force is, is, is dwindling. We need these people to survive. So we find ourselves. So he wants to give them amnesty. Right. So we. Yeah. So well, you, you also want them to be like uh, they're trying to create more chaos, right? Yes. And they're also trying to make. I feel like they're trying to make the U.S. into like almost like a third world country. Well, they're already doing in that. a sense. And to, Biden's and, well, doing yeah, a good job with there. the inflation, obviously that too. Um, but I mean, like the human trafficking across the border. But like we also have to remember the the cages, the kids in cages, like. What do you think was going on with that? That they blame Trump for that when in actuality was Obama? Right, but you can't sit here and tell me they weren't trafficking a bunch of those kids well, of out. Of course they were. <laughs> yeah. Undo- but, um, Buckley, undocumented kids. Right. Like, where's your parents? Oh, I don't know. I haven't seen my parents well, in weeks. where the kids go, too? Do you guys do you know remember I mean? back in time but, when Putin stopped the adoptions in the United States because they were being abused? Do you remember mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but he's the enemy, right? But you, you couldn't adopt a Russian kid anymore. Because yeah. they were being abused here. I, I had a question for because you were talking, Sean, earlier about like putting all these different countries and like the states kind of under like an one umbrella. Yep. Um, so I guess 
I, I'm kind of thinking like, is there, will there ever be a time and place where, um, the government just becomes obsolete? Uh, and when I say that, I mean like corporations are just going to take over and basically own everything. Like we know, we it's kind of what they're doing, we know right? BlackRock and Vanguard already own so like all these different companies. So what if like you know all these different corporations mm-hmm. get their hands on like vehicles, they get their hands on housing, they get their hands on lands. The corporations become bigger and bigger. People get centralized to cities. Um, then basically, you know, the only jobs you can find are corporate jobs, right? So you have to work through the corporate system. Do it in trucking right and now, then, right? And then you obviously it's like. Uh, corporation policy takes over governance right. of land and properties yeah. and everybody. And then it's like, well, now corporations are going to put into play like social credit scores. Yeah. And then it's like, so now you're going to be behaving if you don't follow the policies of the corporation that you work for, the corporation that owns your housing, the corporation that owns your car, the corporation that owns whatever, you don't follow these policies that are going to be put in place. Then we're going to re- reduce your social credit score you won't be able to really do anything. Yeah. So, so what, that's what I, I mean. think we're going to be more in a what, slave state than we already what, are. But but I kind of feel yeah, like yeah. I kind of feel like corporations are, might make government obsolete, or maybe even eventually. I feel like they already kind of do they own did government when, already, but I feel like maybe it might be more public. Okay, be, before right, you guys me, get into that, let me ask you one question: <laughs> Do you know who runs? Uh, fiscal or financial? Uh, God damn it! Now, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, who can who who is the person that they go to for uh, financial policy in the United States now? Say, say that one more time. Who the government uses for to to set in place to decide on and to implement financial policy uh, financial policy in new hampshire uh excuse me the u.s, US government yeah uh black, world bank oh black black rock no that's true look it up so again this is so we're new. already there buckley what, what we're, you're we're talking there. about so the, yeah. this is the thing so the, with trump and we talked so, about wait, this hold on real quick sorry to interrupt you but essentially all the corporations really have to do is keep buying shit yeah keep driving up inflation and then Basically, they'll own people. Okay, well, you've heard of the 15-minute cities. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. get into it tonight, but but We're, that's one thing. And what did the WEF say? And you know that the, you know that the, that the, 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 the cabal, they don't want anybody to own property. Now, the first thing that they're doing, well, first off, they're going to tax us all out of our property anyways. Because, you know, you don't fucking own nothing. You pay rent even if you own something. True. So... But but this is where they're going to start, and this goes back to Buckley's tiptoe to tyranny, which is a great saying. I don't know if you coined that or if you stole it, but... Probably stole it, knowing me. There's already talk, already talk, where they do not want individuals to own motor vehicles of any kind. Right. Now, we're already seeing... Now, I'm in the business, and I'm also in the salvage business, auto salvage business. Not that I do much with it, but anyways, but I stay up on it. There's a big push and we've talked about this before drive down the road and see how many cars you see that are older than a 2010 driving on the road because a 2010 car now is 13 years old right yeah so there's a big push to get rid of these old quote-unquote gas guzzling 
uh, non-emission compliant, and this is why the states have the uh, onboard diagnostics testing, because to repair them, it's not in a lot of cases, is not cost-effective. So what do they do? They drive the car for as long as they can until they get stopped so many times for uninspection that they sell it to a junkhead, right? So now that car is going to go through the process. It's going to get shredded. It's going to get turned into fucking who knows what, right? But we already see the push to, to electric cars, right? Not sure how they're going to make that work. I really don't think they're going to be able to make that work. But that's not what this discussion is about. They want to supply the vehicles to you based on a subscription setup. Because think about this. You don't buy DVDs. You don't go to uh, Blockbuster to get movies, right? Uh, you barely either, even go to the movie theaters anymore. And they're closing the one down in, in our town, right? Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, Regal's going. But, <clears throat> but you don't do that stuff. What do you do? You stream it. And you pay for your monthly subscription to that particular app, right? So you're renting all of your television content. You have Apple Music or you have Amazon Music or you have Spotify. Yeah. You're renting your music. They want you to do this with a car. And this is one of the best kept secrets that Apple has. Like Apple is developing their own car, their own EV. And they're just gonna, and they're just gonna, yeah, big time. And they're just gonna put you on a subscription. So now, listen, you can't own this vehicle because all of this tech is proprietary. So not only can't you can't own it, well, you obviously can't alter it in any way, and you can't maintain it in any way. So all that shit's gonna go away. I mean, and is this life is, basically just gonna become like one giant spider web of like technology that's like interlaces you to everything. You know what I'm calling it, Buckley? Life? I'm calling it screen warfare. Like you're not even gonna be able to walk through like anywhere without like your phone being scanned to see like can you walk through this street? Because of your social credit score. Well, they do that in China with the QR codes. Yeah. And the CVR cameras and the shit. Yeah. But like, is that what it's going to be? Everything's just going to become one web of technology. If we let them do it, (laughs) we don't have to let them do it. So, and and that's just, and that's just just like a, like the term that you were looking for before was a corptocracy. Corptocracy or technocracy? Well, both, but a corptocracy is when the corporations run the world. Yeah. And I said that, when I was a kid, I said, someday there's going to be five corporations that run the entire world. Right. Okay. You and know? they're going to branch out into outer space if they can ever make it through the firmament. But <laughs> they only succeed if if we let them. You let them. There's more of us than there are them. Right now. So I'm yeah, going to be consistent yeah. in this. Well, this I, is why they want to get rid of fucking people so that it evens up the odds for them. When I offer this up, it's consistent what I've been saying since I've been on the show. The Bible. So, um, the God's not going to lose. Uh, that's a given. So, what is the ultimate? What's going on here? And your your whole premise on the is this court. a form of Am- uh, Armageddon, Sean? In your in your opinion, well, they're, the they're final battle up to, leading up to the now, final battle. We're into this. So, I mean, you can look at it that way. We're we're corporate America, right? We've been so. Part of the argument having to do with devolution is that Trump is leading the republic which existed before the corporate America was put in place. So to your point on all these 
arguments is, yeah, corporations, if they got their way, would that was how they would overtake and take your right to usurp them under a government program. So the counter there is the alternative plan that's going to come in and bring back the republic, bring back your rights, remove some of the, the umbrellas that have been installed in our country with regards to the uniting of the 50 states under federalism the way they have, get our state rights back. It's got to start at the ground root. So let's look what Trump said. It's kind of like what they did with Road versus Wade. That was like a first Watch example of that. what's going on, right? They figured if they could give that back, right? back to the states. Now that takes, so we have, to, there's the spiritual aspect of it. They lost power when they did that, okay? Now they put, a statue on top of the courthouse in New York, didn't they? Ishtar? Mm. In regards to that, okay? Because they're, they're fighting this on two fronts. So Ishtar, isn't Ishtar the fertility god? Yeah, having to do with the reproduction. the whole thing about um, people don't think that this is a spiritual battle and witchcraft involved. Look at what they're doing to counter, right? So with abortions as being a ritual sacrifice and stuff, and they're coming back with their sculptures and, and their statues. So... Trump comes back with taking back your rights at the most fundamental level, your schools, right? right? So the whole way this thing gets countered is we have to come back in our communities and our states and take back our rights. Eventually come back as being the 50 individual states again and then start working from there out. Now, how we get there, you got to start someplace. And if you start taking a look at what he's targeting in his speeches and what he's actually doing, you can see that's starting to unfold now. I, feel, I agree with you on this. I, I also think, though, to take things back, people have to start focusing on different uh, ment- uh, state of mind, a different mentality, like, Absolutely. You know, like yeah. pushing back against like culture yep. and what they're trying to feed us for culture. Where they're placing uh, our values in our culture, like, you know, to think that money is the most important thing and that's the only way you're successful or power is like, you know, money and power are the only ways you become successful if you have a lot of women, whatever it is, if you have material objects. It allows them to be superior to us. Right. But I think like that's something because that's being a lot of that is being fed to us from like TV, movies, uh, music, influencers, influencers and all this shit. And like and, you know, like for women, it's like, oh, like like only fans like think about that. It's like, oh, now Instagram's basically almost like soft porn nowadays. Like there's. And, it, and, and Twitter is actually is actual porn. porn. So it's yeah, like yeah. those values that where it's like, like that influential on women. There are so many different women online that are fucking like just you get it. out there putting whatever they want on the internet to show for everybody. But like for a price. So that's, that's basically prostitution. Right. But then it's like the whole pushback on culture. It's like, we need to stop just thinking that like money and power is the only like importance uh important things in life and that six that's well, the only way you can be for illustrating scripture so vividly you're doing a great job keep going <laughs> either way <laughs> you, I, no, I think, you're doing you're doing it <laughs> like i think people need to find value in like anything else not anything else but like more like yeah, i don't know community or like you know, like just knowing how to grow food, maybe. Hey, are you like those are you guys small, a, minimal things? How about you know how I mean? about this? How about this? Reconnecting with your family, reconnecting with your family, with friends, with loved ones, reconnecting with you know, you know, the person that you see every day but you've never talked to. Do you know okay. what I mean? Mm-hmm. The stuff like that versus like I gotta grind and I just gotta make money. 
Because that shit is eating. I feel like that's eating. Yeah, that's the hamster wheel. It's eating. People yeah. as I'm a whole. One hundred percent, Buckley. One hundred percent. Copy of scripture, Buckley. Because <clears throat> you sound like the author of the thing. Okay, can I? Let me just <laughs> tell you guys something. Let me tell. <laughs> the l- contributor, anyway. Let me let me share something with everybody. Right. So I grew up in. I wouldn't say my fa- my family was not dysfunctional. Yes, my father was a hard ass, but. We all never wanted for anything in the way of our necessities, the things that we needed. And the one thing that we always did, until I got older and then my father made it so difficult that I didn't even want to do this, but I still did it at least once or twice a week. We all sat down like a herd of us and had dinner together. We did as a family growing up. Yeah. Had to. Yeah. Yep. My mother would put on these big meals like every night and everybody would be there. My father was a, you know, well, he was kind of a, you know, military guy and, you know, when he was very young and he became like, okay, dinner is at six o'clock. No excuses. Dinner's at six. Right. So one thing that I adopted and I mean, we hadn't done this for years since little G's been with me, I've been wanting to install those kind of family values, right? And I mean, she had that when she lived with her nana and her papa. But I told my wife, what we're going to start doing is at least once or twice a week, we're all going to sit at the dining room table, not the bar, because we have a bar. And I, well, I call it a bar, but you know what I mean. An island that's made to sit at and eat at. We're going to work Excuse together. Me. My wife and I, we're going to work together because I know my way around the kitchen as well. Cook a big dinner. I make little G set the table. No paper plates. And, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, when you're doing quick shit, it's paper plates. It's, uh, you know, fucking disposable shit, right? Nope. Real plates, real silver real glass, real all this. Set it. We're going to sit down. We're all going to sit together, and we're going to have fucking dinner together at least once a week. That's a small change. Yeah. And I think that is something that people need to get back to. Now, Sunday dinner was always a big thing, right? Sunday dinner was always a big thing. But so even if you did it uh, like Saturday. See how they, you know how they created? They dismantled that? Two two incomes. Well, okay, yes, exactly. And not only and this was the whole psyop of the feminist movement. Yeah, was to get ma. And this was had multiple reasons for it. One, empower the women to 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 the point where they can say, "I don't need a man to take care of me." And in a sense, there's really nothing wrong with that. But let's get mom working. Because now we can tax mom and dad, number one. And I think a lot of listeners are probably tuned into that, right? Yeah. When mom's at work and dad's at work, who's taking care of the kid? Who's taking care of Johnny and Sally? public schools. Fucking school system. So now when we're in the school system, we can slowly indoctrinate them. Look at the indoctrination that's been going on with the whole socialist agenda in the colleges. 
and in high schools in, in a lot of cases. You feel awkward in your body? Well, the, maybe you should transition to being the opposite sex. The whole, just the, not even that much, Buckley. You're 12? But, oh. But that's a problem. But but Doesn't I'm saying, matter. like, the attempted implementation of the IB school system, the, int, uh, oh, my God. Come on, Ron. The baccalaureate system. The what? It's called the IB system, International Baccalaureate System. And what it is, it's a uniform uniform system to teach your kids. I can remember when they tried to push us into school. And actually, I think I talk about this a lot with uh, the lovely Deplorable Janet from Deplorable Nation podcast, which she will be putting the episode that her and I did together, I believe, on February 6th. Janet, you sexy animal! Yes, totally love her. She's just so smart, and she's so just really knows what she's talking about. Yeah, I, I I've talked to her a couple of times on the the tavern thing. Right, is that even still going on? Uh, I think so on occasion. Ghost well, is doing a lot of things with Ryan now, so oh, that's cool. Anyway, she was really cool. But uh, I like talking. But to her that a lot. yeah. So, but that episode is coming out on February sixth. So be looking for that. And her and I talked a lot about the IB school system. Yeah. But what it is, is is they try to sell it to you as, well, it's an international uniform way of teaching kids. Well, who the fuck you think came up with the IB system? Das Heilhafen. It's, it's got WEF roots, right? So, das Klassen so we, we voted we voted, that, we voted that shit down at our school district. But, uh, but it doesn't mean like Common Core. Common Core is part of that, right? But but getting back to the whole the whole thing with... Breaking up the family, right? Yeah. Mom's work and dad's work. And, oh, our shifts don't end at the same time. Oh, little Johnny and Sally, they're not going to sit down and have a meal. Oh, here you go. Here's a fucking Swanson's Hungry Man dinner. Woof. The start of the feeding them of the processed foods. Not like when we eat, it's usually a surf and turf thing. We'll cook some form of seafood or fish. It's usually salmon or shrimp or scallops with some form of steak. With a potato meal and some asparagus or whatever, some vegetable. You know, my wife always got to have a salad. And it's just nice to sit down, put the phones away. Don't even even put the phones on the table. And just sit there as a family and have dinner. And it's freaking relaxing. And it brings you back to your your roots of, of how your family's supposed to run, right? You sit at the table. You don't talk business at the table. That was a rule at our house because me and my father would get into these fucking huge fights. So we outlawed that. Uh, but it's just, it's just a cool thing to do. And that's just the one little step that I've done at my house. And I encourage other people to do it. And so say you don't have a big family. Say you don't have kids. But you might have a partner. You don't have to get, you know, and I don't care if it's a female partner, male partner, none of that matters to me. But spend time together, sit down, have a meal together, get rid of your phones, don't have any TVs on, none of that. And just start start getting back to the roots of, of, of like, the what they call the nuclear family. Just just try it. Just try it for When'd a month. When did you guys get religious? Man. No, Sean, I've always been this way <laughs> because I'm my family. I'm actually an atheist, Sean. <laughs> really? <Yep. laughs> don't just worry, I still hold. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm at. Wait, hold on. Good. I'm a nothingness ist. Nothingist. Okay. No, there's a term for that. <laughs> Not a nihilist. 
No, what's the term for no, that? No, it's not an atheist. It's a... Uh, agnostic. Agnostic. I'm not really agnostic either because uh, I'm a nothingist. Because I don't really believe... Like, I, be- I believe in everything as much as I don't believe it. Okay. Good. Does that make sense? That's agnostic. Uh, yep. No, that's the definition. That's the. De- no, I don't agree. That's the definition of agnostic. <laughs> I disagree with your statement, Ron. Okay, so back to how we. <laughs> I, I want. Are we getting close to end here? I'm presuming we are. Oh, we got some time. Okay. Um, and by the way, we're not covering like half of the shit we wanted to. But anyway, yeah, that always happens. I so. always <laughs> like where these conversations go, so we just run with it. Run with it. That's what makes the Wicked Planet different from everybody else. You hey. can't be too rigid in anything. No, no, no. You I just I mean? had some talking points as well. So I, I encourage people to go there, and I did this last week to refresh myself on Trump's inauguration speech, and look at what he proposed, and look at what he did. And again, that's why I think they're going to be so inflamed by what he had to say on Saturday, but. There's so much that happened that folks never knew about some accomplishments. If the whole Trump thing, why wasn't he touting all his accomplishments? He didn't. Did, did you know about the regulation, two-to-one regulation uh, that he imposed? For if kids. you If you were going to... If they were going to pass new, you proposed a new regulation, you had to come with two that needed to be removed. Oh yes, okay, yep. yeah. Look, look at that kind of stuff, right? I mean, that's the. Process. I think I think we I think we can all agree that there's way too many laws, like frivolous laws. Yeah. So when we get out oh, now, God. one of the things they I didn't see him talk about when Trump became yeah. president, but prior to was being ta- he talked about was touting a one page um, tax form, one page. Largest corporations, individuals, one page. It's very okay. simple. So there's something that will come out, I'm presuming, at some point in his run for the president the second time. There's another agenda that's going to come out. Part of that's going to be addressed. And think about the ammunition he has with the armed IRS and stuff, the way they've set themselves up here. He's got all that to turn around on him um, these last two years and then the four years when he finally gets into the presidency. What they've given him to go with. Um, it, it's going to be it should be an easier walk into the White House by far than it was the first time. It shouldn't even be difficult whatsoever. You know, I've always said this before, like like Trump. I always said Trump is I, I don't think any one person is a savior. But if if you have somebody that truly and in a lot of listeners, and a lot of people are going to say, ah, oh, he's a fucking scam artist and. He's a vaccine salesman. Yes. They don't know the details I, of that then if they say I, that. I think they don't know what, I think, think he fine? was one hundred percent misled on that whole deal. All so right, whoa, 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 let's back up, Buckley. What, <laughs> what is it about the vaccine? You just fucking love Trump. You got a boner for Trump. You love him. No, what I have is is twenty five years I like what he's accomplished. of seeing nobody do anything. Listen, you guys talk about the, the new um, school program. Um, we're here at what? Um, where they, they're writing the curriculum and stuff. I was looking into that back in the 90s. It was called Gold 2000 because to the year 2000 hadn't come yet and complaining about it back then when no one was listening and no one was doing anything. No government agency fucking does anything so thing, other than force you to pay your bills. That's my point. They just the, blast you in the ass, Ron. That's all they the do. Only th- the thing is, and I've said this before, Trump's the only one I've seen step up and do anything. Sean, I don't he, care. He I, does get shit done. I think it's, I don't care if you like Trump or whatever. You, I didn't. Or whatever Whatever you say himself. about Trump, that's like, that's your opinion. That's your views. That's what you believe. That's what you know, right? I, 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 I don't care either way. I didn't like him for I just years. Think, the only I thing didn't. I think is like putting all your eggs in one basket and like what are the alternatives and then here? putting something and then putting all of yourself behind something. What are the alternatives? So it seems well, that was the question I posed earlier. Drastic. What are the alternatives? Like, you know we what don't I mean? have any because if 
that you're putting a lot of faith in somebody. Where does that, it go? Like, you don't Where, know. Where's the alternative? That Where you've does it, never met? Where does it that's go? That's a public figure. That's a millionaire. Tell, that's a politician. Where do we go? That's Buckley. The floor. What, is what yours. do you mean? Where do we go? Give us the alternative. Alternative to Trump. I already give it to us. Come on. I I'm, asked I'm anybody. I want anybody. Okay. I so asked anybody. This, not I anybody. asked this question okay. earlier in the show. So not anybody. <laughs> specific, <laughs> specifically who? Look, I'm not. I don't. Sean. Sean. I think you're misreading me. You're getting. No, a little I'm riled. reading you. You're getting a little riled up. I'm asking. Right? I sit here and breath. explain myself. Let's do an ohm. On these shows all the time, where I come from, how I got here, who I look to, and where I think we're going. So who is it we should be looking to, and let's have that conversation. Okay, let's have that conversation. Okay. I don't think Trump is the savior. I don't think he... He's uh, not. He's a politician. Are you not listening? Wait, I wait. think he is what did I say part here? of a system that's right. corrupt. Just let Buckley go. I think <sighs> that he is a millionaire. He's he, a billionaire. A billionaire, sorry. He's a politician. I think he's part of the system that we know is extremely corrupt. So I don't think necessarily, and I could be wrong, and Sean probably thinks I'm wrong, I don't think necessarily we should put any too much faith in any person that's part of that system. Because I feel like they're not going to fucking save you. If you're sitting around waiting for a politician, a celebrity, uh, to come and save you, I just feel like... You're going to get blasted in the fucking ass. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you see differences in that. Where do we go from here? That's all I'm asking. Where Where I think we go from oh, here. Oh, this is what I want. Okay. I'm all ears. Is that we need to completely uh, pull out of the, the contemporary voting system. All right. All right. Trump's um, addressed that. Okay. Who else has addressed it? I've never heard a politician say. No, he's right, though. I've never well, heard a politician no, say no. for term limits ever, or we have to revamp the system. But go ahead. No, I'm not saying revamp. I'm saying. No, he said it needs to be dismantled. I'm saying pull out as citizens. Like what you're saying now is you're still putting faith in what Trump is saying. What I'm saying is that we would need to pull out of the system. How? Completely. How? Not fucking vote. How? Oh, not vote. See, that's exactly what the left wants you to do. That's exactly what they want them to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're saying, okay. You're saying in the last 25 years, right? You've never seen any, anything. They Uh, have worked to disenfranchise voters. I I haven't seen anything productive on you side. I watched them work against each other. Right. I watched them work together and presented as working against each other. Right. So this whole entire time we've been voting, we've been voting, we've been voting, and it's been doing nothing. No, I, I told you. 20- fur- it's just been furthering everybody in our society and our country into more turmoil, more okay. of what we have exactly right now. So we have a candidate who says, listen, we're going to rectify this voting situation. We're going to rectify the schooling situation. Has a track record of doing what he says. I will say that. And as we're talking about this, we're laying down the infrastructure, the bottom level it needs to be done. And he's already been there and addressed it. Okay, so he's going to change the whole corruption of everything in his next four-year term. No. You're right. He's not. No. So then what's going to happen after that? It's a process. We, we, I get it as a process, okay, but he can, okay. only ha- he can only, in theory, have four more years wait, wait, left wait, 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 wait. All right. to change so, shit around. You know what? No, I, don't no, know, no. I don't know about that. Wait, wait. Well, is he going to change the, the, okay. the laws of presidency? Well, hold on, hold on, both in of you. Terms? Both of you guys, hold on. Do that? We have four years ago to show what he did in four years. What did he do in four years? 
What did he do in four years with with economics? Everything with he said oil he was going to do. Okay, with low with low. Okay, yeah, I, I agree. Unemployment. I, shot, shot. Okay. I agree. He did good stuff. <laughs> I I agree with you on that. But so, I'm but, saying, but he's he, the if he gets in this. if he gets elected, what? he'll have four years, and unless he has some drastic change of president terms of presidency, uh, then after that four years. Where's it going to go? It's going to go back to ass blasting. All right. Now, listen. Essentially. Read my lips here, right, Bush? Okay. (laughs) Not only did he prove that he can do what he did in four years, he's laying the groundwork to ensure that after he leaves in the next four years, with term limits and taking back your local control through your schools, that actually it gets a process. We talked about this earlier. It's a slow process to get out of it. It was a slow process to get into it. Okay. I have a question, though. Sure. And I meant to look this up because I wanted to know. <laughs> I know this term limits for president. He can run for two four-year terms. But is that two four consecutive four-year terms? I think it's eight years. Right. Well, it would be a total of eight. But what I'm saying is, can he – I mean, he already was president for four years. So if he gets elected again, and I should know the answer to this, is he only limited to one more term? That's my understanding. Okay, like so total, like Buckley says, to total of eight years. Right. So it's like after not not a term limit of two consecutive four year terms. After four years, Uh, I think Sean has a valid point, and and this is what and this is and this this is the point that I had brought up. You just change it earlier earlier in the show. If someone can change all that shit in eight years, then someone can change it back. Well, Biden showed us. Biden showed us that he could do that. Look look at what Biden did. There's a difference here. No, he shut he shut down everything. The fucking first day he was there, he shut down everything that Trump built. Yeah. So and, and, I'm saying, like the whole the system is is corrupt you say, as a whole. Let, let's, and we need to like pull out of it. Let's go as back. Citizens. You can't. That's just what I pull feel out like. Of it. You we can't. Have, There's why? no pulling out of it. It will collapse. Why? It won't work. You can, all right. Don't pay your taxes and watch what happens. There's yeah, but if system, everybody doesn't pay their taxes, how is that going to happen? happen? How is yeah. that going to happen? How might it not? It, it, well, no, you don't know that because people oh don't have God. the balls if to do can, that. No, it's it. not going to happen. I do know that. That tomorrow, in the next day, or the next week, or the next year, everybody isn't going to turn around and not. Well, you do know that. what? I know what's not going to happen is that Trump's not going to fucking fix everything. I know that's not going to happen. That's the question. Who is going to go in there and do what Trump is capable of doing? I don't know anybody that can. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you, my I don't deal, yet. Either, I think but Trump yeah. is it's capable. It's not implausible. That's and what it's I'm not, saying. And they're not going to show up in Trump the next 10 months. Trump excels at one thing. And my whole point of all these shows about devolution is it's not Trump. He's a deal maker. He's one piece of the puzzle. This thing is much more massive in scope. Mm. It involves the military. It involves people at the local levels. And it involves a dismantling of the system through possibly even quantum computing because it's that sophisticated and that hard to do. So there's no one person in this. He's a deal maker. He shows his ability to make deals, and it changed a country, and it changed the world. Well, I hope it does. All I can tell you is I agree with Sean on this one. I also (laughs) agree with Buckley in the sense that Trump is not the savior, but Trump is only a small piece of the puzzle. He's a piece. He's a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. But I also agree with Sean that – I don't see anybody else. Do you agree or do that you can want make to agree? this happen? No, I 
personally do not see anybody else a viable fucking candidate to run for president other than Trump. I just don't see it. Because, like, there's plenty of times where I want, like, I, I want to agree with stuff. And I want to I mean, if it was up to me, I would be, happen, but I would be Fuhrer. I look at it realistically. It's like, well, I have to think. Uh, like and push back on that that kind of stuff. All right, so because what uh, you're saying, Sean, it's it would sound great. It would be awesome. It would be amazing. It's already proved. It's not like we're coming to this blind. We have four years to prove he's already done it. In four years, major accomplishment they said could never be done. We've already been there once. So it's not like we're visiting something we in the dark. We don't know his capabilities. We already know. Yeah. And now I think for myself, I have much more insight. Back then, I thought he was doing it in part by himself, and it was a major accomplishment. Now I'm seeing. He just served a role, and it's a much bigger play um, working here with the devolution plan. And that's the only thing that makes sense. It can never fall on one person. Because like you said, once he is re- moves on, then who takes his place? It can't. They're trying to get everybody brought under one umbrella so they can control the entirety. What you're saying, if I felt that was Trump, then he would be that one puzzle piece that controlled the entirety. You can't have that. That's what doesn't work. That's the opposite of what I stand for. Compartmentalization. Separate this stuff out. You know, we had this talk before about the whole Pizzagate thing versus what the uh, informational drops that Q brought to the table and to get everybody in different directions. You have to be in different directions. They can't take you under one umbrella because they'll control you, and that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, that goes with the leader as well. Yeah, I just think that, well, I'm not going to get back into it, but... Got it. You know, just because you say something doesn't mean it's true. Just because I say something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you know stuff doesn't I'm mean pulling, any of it's true. Just I'm because I know from stuff facts. doesn't mean any I'm of it's true. I'm pulling from friggin' facts from four years ago. Now bring more facts to the table. Let's talk about it. That's fine. We'll bring it to the table. Let's talk about them. All right, we don't, we don't need to revisit I, it. I, Nobody is going to come to the forefront in the next nine months that is going to be able to do what we already know. Love him or hate him, we already know that Trump is capable of doing it because he's already showed us that he can do it, so he can do it again. But this time he's going to do it. He's going to do it better, and that's what he said. He said that in his speech. He's got it. He's got it all figured out, and it's going to be like nothing you've seen before. I take that as a good thing. So I don't think there's anybody else in the Republican Party that is is going to be a viable candidate in the primary against Trump. Plain and simple. I did say the only one that I thought that could be a possibility would be DeSantis. It would be interesting to set the stage for maybe DeSantis. But I don't see DeSantis doing that. Now, there's talk that Trump might, and I don't really know if this is a good pick either, although I am a fan of hers. There's talk that Trump might ask Marjorie Taylor Greene to be his vice president running mate there's some pretty cool people in the sidelines that, that would be interesting she's a little pit bull too however well she's no greener than the fucking rest of them and trump was never a politician they before to, they, right? they, yeah you want non-politicians for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. And, and desantis is non-politician and what a green beret or something special forces uh seal seal okay yeah, yeah. yeah. so what if, what if he's in the sidelines for the for the future they've got to be lining up you know they can a team and a b team and then a to an A-team later mm-hmm. in the sidelines. People have to be lining up for when Trump leaves. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a DeSantis. What about the whole thing in Nevada? That's a big that's a big step forward in terms of voter rights and voter um, changes that are being made to implement proper voting structure because that will be the basis, the blueprint for the rest of the country, that Nevada case, right, with that woman, 
what is her name? No, you're talking about Arizona. Uh, Arizona. You're right. talking about Carrie Lake versus uh, Katie Hobbs. Katie Hobbs thing. Yeah, it, and you know what? Uh, Lake Carrie Lake brought all the evidence up front to prove that Hobbs cheated. And now you know what you know. You know they're going to sue her. <laughs> right. and they, no, they're going to charge her with a felony for exposing it. Right. So they won't. How fucking shady is that? But they won't shady. come forward with an argument. What they do is they 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 present it from getting prevent it from getting in the court, or they limit the arguments that the court will allow. So they don't come with a counter argument. They just stop the discussion and say we win. Yeah. When the person that's running for governor is in control of the elections and didn't recuse herself, yeah, that right there shows you that it's fucking shady. Yeah. The interesting thing is it's when you shady. find out what actually they consider like a conflict of interest, it's interesting. Okay, okay so let's, let's talk about the hypocrisy of the system. Yeah. Okay. Right here, we got on the typical, typical liberal page on Instagram, you got, uh, what's her name, Pierre? The press secretary, Jean Pierre Jean Marc, the reporter, and it wasn't uh, Peter Ducey this time, but the reporter okay. said, "How many classified documents have been found at the president's residence and offices?" She comes back. I would refer you to the White House Counsel's office. The reporter comes back. Uh, they just declined to comment on that. She says, "Well, there you go. You got your answer." <laughs> Fucking skating around it. He, but isn't it's, that what they do, though? They just well, yeah, okay. Questions. So, but it's the hypocrisy of the left versus the right. But I feel like th- who, this is the the lady who dresses like media, right? That's the press secretary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like any time, even the other lady, Saki Saki. Oh yeah, she. All they do, and this is like a pattern, is they just fucking any question they ask, they like they give the most minimal answer or skate around it, or they're like no comment. So you have one side that doesn't come to the table with an argument, and the other side with uh, Kaylee uh, McInera, who used to yeah. come with the facts and the documents to back it up. So check this out. It's now rumored to be up to 180,000 documents that Biden, classified documents, that Biden took when he was senator and vice president. Neither of those offices are, are allowed to declassify government documents. They're not allowed to even fucking have them. Mm-hmm. And so now he has them not only at the Penn Center, which the Chinese government just happened to donate, you know, millions of dollars to. You know, they want something for their money. They're not fucking donating to Joe Biden 50-something million dollars and expecting nothing in return, number one. Then he's got the documents at his residence. Right. Oh, they're in a secure place next to my Corvette in a locked garage. Okay. Do you know that they won't release the visitor list or they say there's no visitor list to his residence? That's interesting. Hey, But we, but we know that his son, Hunter, was living there because it just got exposed that he was paying his father $52,000 a month in rent. So in this two thousand a month, which just happens to uh, equal a particular amount that the Chinese government was paying the Bidens for something. Yeah, it's exactly so. So, so, so this shit is getting squirrely. Okay, so here's this, right? If the documents are in Biden's resident residence, and Hunter Biden is living at this residence, do you think Hunter Biden didn't know what was in them classified documents and didn't use them to further his career, his criminal career, right, right down to? The Chinese party and what's going on in Ukraine. Think of the president that made it's a here. fucking unbelievable 
that they are blowing this off. They're using fucking Whoopi Goldberg to blow it off. They're using all these television programs. MSNBC is a big one to blow this off. Yet they want to charge Trump with a felony for having 600 so that- documents at Mar-a-Lago that were in a locked, secure safe that he did the archive them. that the archives okayed how he was stirring them. Right. Okay. Then it all comes to the front. Now, I don't want to get into a long conversation about it, but it just shows you what's good for the left is not good for the right. They know that something is coming down. These these leftists, they're fucking rats leaving the ship. They know it's coming down. And I did want to bring up one more thing that we could talk about real quick. I have a theory, and I think a lot of people have this theory. You know, if Trump is doing or part of a system, systematic takedown of the left, the cabal, whatever you want to call them, even the Chinese government and what's going on in fucking Ukraine, because Trump said this in his speech in New Hampshire, Putin would have never gone into Ukraine if I was the president. He wouldn't have had to. Well, he wouldn't have. Because Trump could have dismantled it and not even had that situation ever occur. Trump not being president facilitated the need for Russia to do what, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. you can look at this in terms of... And, and then and then it all comes out that now they're admitting about the biolabs, right? So this was one of his... Right. On, on Putin's agenda was to get rid of the biolabs. Okay. Right. So take Ukraine out of the picture. Take, you know, whatever, Chinese. We know that Hunter and Joe Biden are fucking crooked. Like everybody says that Trump is crooked or this politician's crooked. Like... This is fucking given to you on a silver platter showing you what the Bidens are doing and they're doing everything they can to hide that. And this is why they need to, they need to neutralize Trump. And this is why they had this worldwide campaign to steal that fucking election. Yeah. And I don't care. Even on the news, they're still reporting uh, that it's baseless claims of election fraud. Okay. It's not baseless. It's fucking proven in black and white on multiple levels that that election was stolen. So I think maybe now they know that they're going to get caught. The Democratic Party now views Joe Biden as a fucking huge liability. Do you think, because now we're seeing the Democrats are actually turning on Joe Biden in a sense. Even the media is turning on Joe Biden in a sense. Joe Biden. Do you think... Either of you guys, do you think that this is the beginning of Biden's head going on the chopping block? They need to fucking get rid of him and they need to install somebody else as president. And it's not going to be Kamala Camelton Harris. <laughs> this is my Ron Stradamus prediction so. for the reminder of the Biden presidency. They're going to article 25 Biden. They're going to get rid of him. But they're going to do that first before formal charges come down. Because it looks better if he leaves on his own than if he gets impeached. Yeah. There's, been, there's lots of grounds, lots of grounds for him for impeachment, like, right now. What happened with, well, there was the documents, right? And then there was, isn't there, wasn't there some investigation with him and ties to human trafficking? I don't know about that. Because there was a video that came out with it. Was there might have been some Republican something. dude who was like, we are formally investigating a launch uh, with ties of money. Oh, launch. yes. That was Mon- a new Republican committee. Mon- uh, yeah. Money yeah. laundering tied to like Biden. human trafficking. Yeah. So, so here's what's going to happen. Now, there's been a lot of talk about this. 
Governor Newsom of California has been making a few trips back and forth to Washington, D.C. Yeah. That is their fucking playbook. One way or another, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but they're going to get rid of Biden, and Gavin Newsom is going to be, one way or another, he's going to be appointed because he won't be elected. President? He's going to be the fucking president for the remainder of Biden's term. You, you have to be a U.S. citizen. Gavin Newsom? Oh, shit. I was thinking of Trudeau. No, no, no. Right, no, no. Well, they're, they're fucking two peas in a pod. Yeah, they're... they're but they're, I was but those two they're going to install Gavin Newsom as the president, and that's going to be their go-to, and that's who's going to end up running against Trump in the next election. You mark my fucking words. So when you were talking about Trump, uh, with, like, the election fraud stuff, and I just... I can't wait for this next, like... Uh, president run because like there was this clear oh it's gonna be mayhem clear clear Total like, chaos, uh, i think media campaign to basically just like trounce anything trump did said whatever it was like we're gonna clip this soundbite that we're gonna throw this out to make him look racist hate people with disabilities black people homophobe uh gay people whatever um so i think you're gonna see that like again but like Full till, full speed. They're going to bring up insurrection. Well, they still are, but they're going to bring up that. They're going to bring up the documents. Yeah, but that's fucking run its course. That is that's so done. fucking lame. Yeah. Yeah, but you watch. They're going to use it. Trust it's not going to work. They're going to yeah. use it. Yeah. They're going to try. The can't the uh, attack campaign is for Trump is just going to it's going to be in full effect. I feel unless he's com- just completely fucking like canceled, censored. That could be the other thing too, where they just like yeah, they can't, nobody fucking yeah, they knew can't he was cancel. coming to New Hampshire. He's got his own platform. He's got his own platform. <laughs> they can't cancel. But him. like barely anyone knew he was coming to New Hampshire. Do you know what I mean? To speak, I didn't know until that day because my friend texted me like he's in he's in New Hampshire. Um, as far as Biden, I think they kept that close to the chest. To be honest with you, it didn't cross any of our paths. Yeah. As, yeah. as far yeah. as Biden, like I I don't think you like he just going off of like. His term so far, I, I feel like if anybody votes for him again, again, well, I mean, 80 million people voted for him, right? Like, you're just not paying attention. Like, he's mentally, he's not there. Do you know what I mean? He's like, a, he's like one of those old people you see that, like, has he's, some issue where you kind of got, are like, dude, oh, dude, he's like, got fucking dementia. Right. Like, you play nice with it, them and you, like, kind of just help him out. Like, you, you walk him across the street. Buckley. So, like, he's, Buckley. he's getting thrown to the wolves. I'm not. I'm not kidding, man. <laughs> let, let me ask you. Man, but he doesn't curious. necessarily. I'm okay. I, if if I can, I'm gonna get my new running mate a corn pop. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be thrown to the wolves because he's just like he's doing it himself, just through video. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. by the time they throw him to the wolves, there won't be much left to eat. I've, I had some politicians stop by my house on the Democratic side a couple times. They even came back after talking to me for over an hour, and uh, they were opening to to listening to what I had to say, and surprising to me, they never even looked at things in terms of that particular way of viewing it, okay? No, because they have their angles that are fed to them. Fed to them. And they were willing to even consider other angles. These are politicians? Politicians, two women. And they what, came on different their, occasions. What, what were their, they, like? They ran for uh, representatives on the Democratic okay, side for okay. the state of Hampshire. Okay. And, and surprisingly returned. And, and uh, But what I noticed was... <laughs> They seem to be wrapped up in an identity of the party. Like they couldn't separate themselves from, maybe it's a lifelong affiliation or something. 
but it seemed to be a connection there that they they really weren't willing to part with and willing to make excuses and do whatever was necessary because they're in their eyes it's something different than maybe it ever was and i've seen where people go back to like the kennedy era of Democrats, the Kennedy Democrats are we, different than the Democrats today. But they, they, this older group that's out there seems to still be attached to that identity back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and the younger ones are just following for various reasons that don't. Really well, because they get offered everything for free. For free. Look, look at how they look at how they uh, came out. Oh, and just one more quick uh, postscript to the document. Still, they knew he had these documents before the election, and they kept it quiet. Well, okay. So, so, but you take kids, they also use the, we're going to cancel your student debt. We're going to cancel your student debt. They fucking knew the Supreme court told them that is not something you can do. It is unconstituted. You cannot do it. And they just blew that off (laughs) and they just kept saying they were going to do it. So all them people voted for them. So, I mean, I mean, this is why the younger crowd because the younger crowd's been indoctrinated, Sean, in the school system and yeah. the, and oh, the university they're, they're system. They're brain injured. They're, they're, yeah. They've been taken advantage of, and they're injured for sure. Um, back to this whole— They've been soft mk ultrad. Yeah. In a, been, in a sense. I don't know if it's—I don't think it's soft. I think it's— they've been Well, I mean— ultra'd. Like, I think that all the media, all the social media— all the indoctrinations their school. Screen warfare, I like to call it. Yeah, the, all that shit. It's MK yeah. Ultra, it's just not yeah. like for your fucking assassins. Well, Do that's you know why I, I called it a soft version of it. Well, okay, it's like you. the porn on Cinemax versus like the real porn. <laughs> yeah, no, they they perfected that, and they can do it chemically too. Oh yeah, and they can change. There's a whole thing about frequencies, and I can change your way of thought and not even think about God or, or the spiritual realm. Okay, you know, what so this is what the PCR test and the jab is all about, all my about. friend. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I'm take just away your to get rid of the VMAT two gene. Take away your yeah. connection to God. To God, yeah. 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 See, the thing is, if that weren't true, why does it seem like it always comes back to that on both sides, right? Um, and then the spiritual warfare of even the the the, um, the statue on top of the of the um, courthouse, but. So the Do whole you see that dick statue in Boston. What the fuck is that? The MLK. Did you see that? It's supposed uh, to be him hugging it, his mother or something. Yeah, it's like it looks like a guy <laughs> holding a big wang. Yeah, he's it's like, in the Boston Common. I can't. You should can you pull it up. On like is it something? brown. I think it's I like, saw it's this. like gold. Well, it's no, like it's gold. Br- it's gold br- is it's bronze. bronze. It's bronze. bronze. Yeah, yeah. But it's like supposed to be his memorial or some shit, and it's just like him holding a dick. Or something. Or it looked very dicky. Yeah, look. Well, from different angles. But it's supposed <laughs> that to be... It looks like a fucking cock. Now, see, from here it looks okay. Like he's hugging somebody. But this here looks like... Uh, that looks like a dick. The fucking corn pop. The one underneath looks like a dick. And and somebody's cuck wife uh, with little hands jerking him off. I mean, that's what it looks like. I mean, it's fucking... Uh, seriously, it's what yeah, it looks yeah. like. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like that one. The one right underneath it. Look at that yeah. one, too. Yeah. And then, like, the one, oh, like, bottom right, second one over. Yeah, that looks like a giant dickhead. Yeah, I don't know. And, and this does not look like what it was supposed to look like when they first designed it to do it. It's totally different, so. Was it just somebody having a good time? But, I mean, people are sucking this shit up. Like, they fucking love it. In the liberal cities. Hey, nothing against Dr. King, like, at all. He was another one that got duped by the government. 
fucking assassinated by a CIA MK, another MK Ultra deal. After World War Two, they yep. came in and they started taking them out. Yep. They had to position themselves what they were going to do. All right. Well, I think we gave you guys enough to fucking explode your brains for one more week. Uh, Buckley, what do you got for closing words? Closing words. If it sounds like I'm storing Coke. You are. It's not. It's because I have a cold. Yeah. Don't be breathing. on Get the fuck out. Where's my mask? Give me the hand sanitizer. Six feet. This is a short little funny. Not really funny because it could have been dangerous, but I'll make it quick. Uh, I went hiking to Arethusa Falls in the White Mountains with some friends of mine. Arethusa Falls? Arethusa Falls. Oh. Uh, it's, yeah, it, five-mile loop, nice waterfalls. It was a fail. We didn't get to complete the loop. Oh, is that the one you went with a bunch of your friends? I went with a bunch of my friends. My friend invited his friend, who I know, uh, who had never been winter hiking before. Oh, Jesus. And he just did not. A little unprepared. He was very unprepared. Save me any beer. Complete noob. Yes, of course I did. Um, he should, The guy shows up all cotton uh, for his top layers. Shows up jeans for his bottom layer. Nothing underneath the jeans. Really? Summer hiking boots, which are ventilated. He's obviously never been snowmobiling. <laughs> which are ventilated. So he, like. They're leaking water, and he has ankle socks on. So we're hiking, and we have to break trail, mind you. We have to break trail. Ankle so, socks? Yes. Did he have hiking boots or winter boots or anything? He had hiking boots, but they're like summery. Like tie. Crocs? Not Crocs. They're like summer hiking like, boots. Like so Skechers. Like Skechers. They're ventilated. In summer, you want ventilation because it's like hot, right? So it's fucking... He's, his feet are getting wet. Anyway, so we, we're, we're hiking for a while. It's a pretty hard hike. We're having to break trail. It's like probably shins level of snow. Like a foot of snow. This kid's dogging it, first of all. I was hiking with him because my other true friends kind of were breaking trail and went up. And I progressively noticed, like, his pants getting more wet, his jeans. And, you know, if jeans, if you're wearing jeans out in the oh, snow. That's, that's miserable. And they start getting wet. That's miserable. They freeze. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they, then you have no, you have no guard against the wind or the cold or anything like that. So he gets fucking, we keep going. I start to see his, like, uh, his legs start to shake. And his hands starting to shake. Oh, boy. Was it getting hypothermic? I don't know. But I kept checking in with him like every 15 minutes. Like, hey, how you doing? Are you wet? Are you cold? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, no, I'll keep going. I'll keep going. So I just made sure it kept, like, I hiked right with him. Make sure to kept keep checking in with him. And then eventually, we're, we're and we're two miles out, two and a half miles out. Um, and we're up a little bit in elevation. So it's starting to get cold. We're hiking along a ridge, too, with like a drop off, like, a foot to our left. So it's pretty open and the wind's just ripping into us. We get to this one point and I'm, I like checking with him. How you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm pretty, f- I'm, I'm lightheaded. Like, I don't feel good. Like I'm lightheaded. Like I got to sit down. And I was like, Oh shit. I was like, all right, sit down, like eat some food, drink some water. He's like, okay. okay. So I usually bring extra gear. Cause I usually bring it for myself. Because I'm like, if anything happens, it's good to have extra gear mm-hmm. so you can change if you get wet, if you whatever. So I'm like, make him change out of his jeans when he's just wearing boxers. Like, give him my snow pants, give him my wool socks, give him 
plastic bags to put in his shoes because they're the old Wonder Bread trick ventilated. And then he like he like starts feeling better, but like it was not a good situation. It could have gotten really bad. Like he was freezing cold. My friend gave him a pair of gloves. Um, it worked out, but he, I could tell he was a little disorientated because when he was like sitting on, he was sitting down. I had to like step by step walk him through, like just to change out of his pants and put his shoes on and put his socks on. So he was like a little, but anxiety kicks in, you know, a little panic, especially if you're not prepared. A little panic kicks in, so he's definitely dealing with some of that. We turned around, we went back, and everything was fine. He was cold for a while after that, which makes me kind of think that like. He might have started been getting to the danger zone because mm. if you're if you get done hiking and you're cold for like the next hour or two after that, you know you're like you were exposed to conditions. Mm-hmm. And um, but anyway, if you're going hiking in the winter, yeah. be fucking prepared. Bring wool. Over prepared. Over prepared. Bring bring wool. Bring base layers. Bring bring windproof, waterproof layers. Wool socks. Waterproof boots. Gators, extra snacks, extra water, all that shit. Bring extra gear, as Ron said, so you don't end up in a bad fucking situation. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And this is how people die hiking in the White Mountains in the wintertime. <laughs> yeah. And, there- we're, and we're actually going to have our mountain climber chick is going to come on, and we're going to talk about that. Yeah, well, I mean, look, I don't know. My friend. Did he learn his lesson? I think he, I think he, he did because he. Well, he was saying like, oh, I never want to do this again. Blah, blah blah. And I was like, dude, just like, you need, you need the right gear, and you'll, you'll have a way better time. Um, I'm, I was a little, I wasn't really mad, but I was like, my friend irritated. My other friend who invited him, he, he's like a pretty experienced hiker. Like he done, didn't, he didn't school him on it before you guys even. Well, left. that's what I said. I was like, dude, like, you should have probably given him a heads up, like. He should have known he was putting his friend in a potentially dangerous situation, right? I feel like he should have told him at yeah. least, but whatever. Everything turned out fine. It was actually really fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Besides that shit. Well, luckily he didn't get too <laughs> fucked up. Sean, you had yeah. something to add to that? Oh, uh, just a few couple months ago, three months ago, that that girl was a teenager that her mom dropped her off mm-hmm. up the um, mountains. The nineteen-year-old, unprepared for the elements, she died. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I just it was a mother, a doctor, or something. A yeah, I don't know. That's a really shady case, uh, and we're going to be having our mountain climbing friend Jody on that? the show. We're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. So that's going to be really interesting. Well, okay, folks. I hope uh, hope you enjoyed the show. I had a good time. I know these guys had a great time, <laughs> lovely time. But uh, but anyways, uh, thanks for listening. Get out there, join the Telegram chat. That's actually been bumping pretty good lately. Uh, look for me on Twitter, Ron from NE, Instagram, Ron from New England, and the Wicked Planet Podcast. And you can find Buckley at Tristan.A. What's A stand for? Asshole. I'll never tell. Tristan.A.Buckley on Instagram. He's actually got some pictures posted of the trip that he was just uh, talking about. So go check it out. No death. Anyways, if you want to email us the, uh, the old school way, I'm going to take some time next week and go over a bunch of the emails and uh, comments that people have had on the show. Address a few things. But we're not going to do that tonight. I'm tired. We're getting out of here. So thanks for uh, tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. Rodham for New England, signing off. Buckley. (laughs) Buckley.